I'll have to let everybody know. I found out this thing this recently this week. I saw an interview with Niles Rogers. Mm-hmm. Niles was talking about Diana Ross and the greatness that is the queen. And he mm-hmm. was saying that Di- they realized Diana was getting hella play in like with gay culture and gay clubs and all that stuff. Right. And so Niles was like, so we were talking to Diana and we were like, how do we make you like a massive hit? Like take you from the black community to the world's community. And Niles and then we're just sitting there and like, what if we wrote Diana? Like just a, you know, gay song that she could have a gay anthem for and sing to. And he's like, so I started writing this bass line, you know, and it started coming down. And like, you know, by a week later we had, I'm coming out. I want the world to know. And I was like, has there been a more successful like song that was made specifically for commercialization? Hey, like do you want to know, you you know assume... the first thing mm-hmm. I think about when I think about that song? Do you want to know the first thing? And I hate that it is what I think about. It's actually like a curse. You want to know what? what it is? I think about a whole bunch of people's belly buttons singing I'm Coming Out. You remember that fucking commercial that was like in like the early 2000s? I don't remember what it was for. But it was like a bunch of people wearing like midriff shirts. And it was just like the belly buttons singing. <laughs> no, I have no recollection. I it's I I have to know now, but that is the first thing. Yeah, I mean, you I showed me, me the high fructose syrup, corn syrup commercial in the week after we talked about it. So yeah, I, I believe you. I found that y'all. It was almost exactly as I remembered it, having seen it once. I have to, to be honest with is. you. I really thought that you were going to go with, I, I'm going to mislabel the, but it's like, I feel like you thought you were going to be like a Venus commercial or, you know, like some kind of like feminine product commercial. Cause they used to always like go to this, like ha- go to, it's like, oh, we got this new razor for ladies. So we're going to do Diana Ross or we got this new. No, that, that would make sense. That'd be fine. Like that would, <laughs> that oh, like, it was Levi's. It was Levi's, Levi's commercial. It was yeah. back when, uh, when low rise jeans were hey y'all i've i've heard that that y'all in the uh in the gen z actually i don't know if it's gen z because some genzers are like 25 now so i'm gonna say probably like gen alpha maybe gen z it's one of y'all younger people look we survived low rise jeans enough that we could like forget them forever because that's that makes me that everything about low rise jeans makes me sad and if you make them come out i'll do like a jay and silent bob at the end of uh, of that one movie where they just like got a printout of everyone who who said a nasty <laughs> thing to them excuse me I will are come you to your house yeah and yeah. i'll ask you directly did you purchase these low rise jeans at a h&m back no. on october 17th no. did, yeah i'm wearing them right you... now cool did you heart react uh, this picture of low-rise jeans? I don't care the reason. That's all it'll take. That's all it'll you take know, right there. Since you brought it up, though, like, can we, let's just talk about Levi's commercials for a split second. Because the most ridiculous and insane commercial that I wanted to, I loved with all of my heart, but it was bananas. Uh, you, wa- I watched a whole ass commercial where they just read Walt Whitman's poem "Pioneers of Pioneers." Like somebody just like yeah, Sam Elliott just narrated that bit. Yeah, man. Well, people were just running around like America. And at the very end, they were like Levi's jeans. And I was like, what? Hey, hold on. Hey. Huh? Yeah. Hey, Thomas, do you remember that for a solid like mm, six to ten months, uh, that uh that was the fake band that we would tell people we were in when we were uh at parties. That we would be like, I oh do. yeah, yeah, we're in this band called the Pioneer, the Pioneers. And the fact that no one was like, that's a fucking Levi's commercial. That's well, that's what upsets me. The fact that me and you used to routinely tell bold face lies and yeah. nobody 
like yeah we had it, we had this conversation with the with bass player from fucking what was what was crown the, the empire what? crown the empire yeah we had the, this this conversation with with the bass player hayden tree from crown the empire because we like hung out with him i guess which again i don't actually remember but did happen because i looked at my phone and i have a bunch of old messages from this man um but uh yeah and he, he I told fully you. Bought it. <laughs> and then now it ensured again as we've talked about we could never speak to that man ever again because the funniest uh, thing would be yeah. if somehow just be like hey bro my band want to open for you. Y'all are coming back to Dallas. I saw. I was like, oh fuck yeah, do y'all remember y'all? That'd be the most hilarious. It's like me and you. Like, hey guys. No, I would literally have to disappear. I would like walk into the oh. forest. No. Hell, out a mushroom. Would, live there forever. I would straight up say, I'd be like, we get up there. They'd be like, yeah, welcome pioneers or pioneers. And I'd be like, cool. We'd sit out there and I'd pull a guitar out and be like. Yeah, so he, this week on Unqualified Observer, I would just pull a trick and just oh, have a twenty-minute episode of the podcast. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, no, that's that's uh that's uh or just like come out, yeah, come out like get, get like a bring like a, a plastic school chair, turn it backwards, be like, hey y'all, uh, I want to start. I want to talk to you guys about a a uh, very special person that uh, that you guys might know. Uh, you know, I, I I hear that people are are. Uh, are, are deal are, are trying to get the the riz you know who had big riz big man named a jesus christ that's right and then i pull out my guitar with my rainbow strap and then i know oh. that'd be you know you're immediately you look around like wait we're in a carpeted gymnasium how did this happen no yeah it's like, hold on yeah. what just happened i thought we were no. outside at a festival no 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 cafeteria what you thinking about yeah yeah the, the Funniest thing too, speaking of, I saw a video with some Jehovah's Witnesses and I want to get this doormat so bad what? because these Jehovah's Witnesses stopped, read the doormat and said, I don't think we belong here and left. The doormat said, this is not a whorehouse. It's a whore home. And they were like, oh, yeah. I think we need to, I think we should. Yeah. We, I mean, let's just go to the next house. <laughs> it's like, is that a thing? Hey, I haven't lived in a place where people like could walk up to it for a very long time. Do you still get solicitors? Oh, Is yes, that like dude. a thing so, that happens? Speaking of, so the other day, last weekend, in fact, I was woken up. This is the weekend. I like to sleep in. I was woken up. Right. Just a dude in a suit. I opened my door. I was like, yo, what's up? He's like, oh, hey, man, I just want to know if you want to talk about Jesus Christ. And I was like, nah, I'm good. And just shut that door right in his Thomas, face. I was like, what? You have to, these are opportunities. You have to take them be like, yeah, I want to talk about Jesus. And like, just go off on the most unhinged, completely improvised rant about jesus that has nothing to do with the man for about 15 minutes i want you to scare this man into never coming to this apartment complex ever again it, he had to walk up my steps i don't live yeah. on the first floor yeah, that's, that's the wild crazy. thing i've gotten yeah. random people like yeah like other people that'll knock and be like hey what's up uh new business if you because they like knock on my door but they're gonna leave a flyer they'll say oh hey you're here so here's the flyer oh. sorry to bug you that's kind of casual soliciting. You know, you walk back to your car from the store and there's like a freaking thing in your windshield. I'm like, God. but yeah, this man knocked on my door at like 10 in the morning. And I was like, I'm mm. sorry. I don't have children. I like to sleep in. What the fuck right. are you doing? Like, well, okay. It's 10. Kell him. Is it, I, you've met my father. I no, grew up I, in a household I know, where if I it's before that. noon and it's not a time. I'm to not do saying anything. it doesn't make sense. I'm saying it doesn't make sense. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm, I'm, I, I, I like it, it's, I'm just, like it's, I couldn't. I if I Kel, woke up at 10 a.m. today, that'd be it. 
I would not be on this call. I would like have be living under a bridge somewhere. I would only be wearing Gollum's little loincloth. I would love to know what psychopath thinks that going door to door is like a cool thing. This is not 1963. People can find things on the internet or in stores. They don't need to just show up and be like, hey, bro, did you need an encyclopedia? Because I know they don't are like. I mean, so Thomas, I have done door to door before and. Also, the fact that I was selling knives door to door with a big you bag of knives, that can't be illegal, door -door. right? That seems yeah. terrifying, Kelly. I did it. I, I never did it again because it felt very upsetting. Like, it felt like something that I shouldn't have been doing. Like, um, I, but like I, it feels like, listen, I don't know much about most things, but like, I have learned that there are quite right. a few assaulters or serial killers right, that yeah. job was to go door to door and be like oh you're a housewife home alone can i come inside and murder you really quickly before yeah. your husband gets home from work that'd be wonderful like what is what is this job first off i get it you have to do missionary work in certain religions they force that upon you because you know whatever right that's fine the church of life why don't you hear me out on this why don't you go to places maybe where they want you like, because uh, that might be useful. Let's spread the word of God to people who either already know it, don't care, don't want it. Like, what? what is your mission? Did you, how many people do you think genuinely have been converted on these door-to-doors in the well, history okay. of time? So I would say it's got to be like one or two, but like, I don't know that you, if you, I don't, I don't really want to get like on a whole tangent about like, you know, there are some people I think that are probably normal in religions. It's not these individuals, but like, I don't know, man. Kel it's like, why do we, why do, why do they go to, why do they go to, you know, South America or, or Africa for like a, a school field trip for six months and then take a bunch of Instagram photos for Jesus? I mean, it's, it's for Jesus. It's also so like blacks can see what a white person looks like. You know, you have to learn yeah. what the devil looks like at some point. Man, I so I went on the closest thing like church related that I did for this, which is wild because my dad again was a priest. Um, and I never did shit like that. Like we one, our church just like, wasn't like that. We were Episcopalians, which is the great, like Robin Williams said is Catholic light. Um, that we no, that wasn't a thing. You got donuts. That was like the most like outside of church thing that there was is that you could go down to the bookstore at the church and you could pay 25 cents and you could get a, a glazed donut on Sundays. Um, but uh, when I was like 17, I, I may have talked about this on the show. I went on a choir tour across the country with a Methodist church in Plano uh, because my girlfriend at the time went to that church and she was going and that church was like, Hey man, you want to come on this trip? It's free. And I, I like, remember. Whatever, man. And I still get yeah, you so much shit when that happened. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, so this trip was wild. One, like, I don't know. I guess I hadn't like wrapped my mind. I was like, yeah, you know, it's like a church. Like, but like, they're going to be like chill and normal the whole time. That wasn't the amount of churches I was in at like one in the morning with, again, some individual who was far too young to be dressed the way he was uh or sorry far too old to be dressed the way he was trying to like connect with us about uh the lord like it's like no this is not this feels illegal we that was the trip that all of us got fucking swine flu on and <laughs> on the way back 
we were a news story in Plano. They were like, hey, big bus full of kids coming back from literally going around the whole country, like going, well, the whole country, the whole like Eastern seaboard up from Texas, like up to New York City and then turning around and coming back. Uh, just spreading the good word and swine flu. Um, and uh, like at the time, like I remember like it was, nobody was like taking it seriously. Like I had swine flu and I was bunked up in a hotel room bed with another individual who didn't have swine flu at the time. <laughs> and nobody had an issue with it. Everyone was just like, all right, fucking whatever, man. Like, totally fine. You know, like, oh, geez, Kel, before COVID, you could have been like, hey, bro, I got I got the flu or whatever. I'm like, so do you want to go to bowling or not? Like, fucking, are you too sick I mean, to is, come pick you up? I, I do have a memory of being at a party with uh preston mm -hmm. um absolutely like so fucking sick like so 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 wildly sick sitting on the floor under a beer pong table doing shots of whiskey and like being like like i'm gonna fucking hurl if i keep and like just being like no this is fine i'm gonna i don't have a problem and then like throwing up the entire next day like start to finish um there's, but, a, there's uh, something but yeah. about youngness and just being like i'm a fucking invincible i'm a mortal dude like i can yeah, do whatever your brain i want doesn't work. like <laughs> your brain literally doesn't work that's that's why all it's, that happens but uh um, but yeah i mean like, so so we would go on we went on this fucking whole whole thing i don't remember why i brought up the uh the the, the, the choir tour uh exactly because we were talking about jesus and how like how many people right were okay yes so so we got we got the swine flu and at one point this individual his name was tim I'm not giving a last name. If he knows who he is, he knows who he is. If you're listening to this show, probably have questions. Um, he got us all together and he was like, Hey, everyone, I just wanna I just wanna chat with you guys real quick for a second. Uh, you know, I hear a lot of people, you know, we're we're sick and like, you know, doing it like again, like 99% of the of the teenagers and and like down to like grade schoolers, like low grade schoolers are wildly ill right now. And we are just spreading this around the country. Um, but like the basically the content of this speech was that he wasn't gonna do anything about it because well, so he 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 began telling an anecdote about a previous choir tour where they had driven through Nevada and the bus had broken down. And rather than call for a tow truck, he had them get outside, them being the teenagers and children, and push the bus through the desert. Because in his words, if he had gotten a tow truck, it would no longer it would have become the choir tour that was about them breaking down in the desert rather than the choir tour that was about Jesus Christ. And I posit that it is far more indelible upon the minds of these poor traumatized children that they had to push a fucking bus through the desert like in the middle of a, probably a heat wave, it was the summer, that if they like, oh, you know, uh, we, we had to, you know, we, we got a ride to the hotel and then, you know, we chilled out and we, we had sandwiches. Uh, but but that was, he was like, I'm not going to do anything for this. Like you we're just going to you know, drink lots of water. You'll be fine. Uh, but this is, we're going to, we're going to keep the Lord in our hearts. And that will, you have to put on the armor of God and that will keep out the That influenza. will save you? Like, absolutely. Yes, I mean, yes. yeah. I, 
miss the days when gross negligence was acceptable across the board for authority figures. Like, I mean, I would prefer that that was not the case, but I just find it hilarious the things we used to get away with that we can't do right. nowadays. Do you realize, Kel, right. that I used to tell teachers I was going to go take a shit and leave school and then come back with food? And they were just like, what? I'm like, oh, I got you something. Well, Don't worry about it. That's and just that an open campus. You know what I mean? I'm talking about other things too, though. I would tell teachers, like, I, people would be like, oh, hey, I'm just not doing this. Or hey, teachers would be like, oh, hey, hey, knock that off. What are you doing over there? Like, you know what I'm doing over here. Like, yeah. tell them, we had a, a friend who isn't a friend of ours anymore, but in high school, I vividly recall literally doing a illegal substance that's not Pepsi in class. And the teacher was like, hey, stop messing around with those pixie sticks back there. And it was like, yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, man. Do you remember Gross when negligence. somebody would just decide to like snort crush up sweethearts? Like this girl. Yes, that was, I, I do recall that too. <laughs> I remember being in like fucking like detention or something, and which makes sense. And this girl, like, I, I look over and I just see her be like, oh fuck, and crying because she had decided to snort sweethearts. See, this is why like children should be put on like an island, a la the island with you and McGregor until well, they're about, 25. A la Lord of the Flies. You know? oh, that seems a little bit dark. Not that well, the island is like better, but um, <laughs> like it's your brain doesn't work. Your brain absolutely. If anyone out there is a teen, is a youth, your brain does not work. I look, thank thank you for listening to us. And also, your brain doesn't work yet. Hear it's me out on this. Fault. Things go in cycles. You know, kids are always stupid, mm -hmm. but there's a level Speak of stupidity. I would like to say that in my mind, personally, hear me out on this. Maybe they're mm -hmm. both equally dumb but i don't think so there's a difference a fine line between like smoking literal grass and paper or snorting sweet tarts and eating tide pods you know or, okay all right like, like, there's a little bit of a difference was there like anything like that when we were kids like like i know like other than like you know our our hometown had like one of the worst heroin epidemics of all time you know uh not that long before we were in high school um was there like anything like like that yeah i i can speak to to us like i would say that it was more it wasn't like hey man you gotta do these tide pods it was just like hey man what you're gonna do is you're gonna take this gigantic sam's club jug of uh aunt jemima syrup and you're gonna cut the bottom out of it you're going to go outside to your pool and you're going to go and you're going to dip your thing right in this pool. Okay. And then you're going to cut out a hole right here on top of this lid and you're going to put some weed in that. And then what you're going to do is you're going to lift your thing up from the pool and then you're going to inhale this entire fucking thing. And then you're going to die for about 12 to 15 yeah. seconds. And then just like Jesus, he is risen. You're going to come back and you're going to be like, holy shit, that was the fuck. And I mean, you watch so many people get destroyed on these fucking gravity bombs, but that was still like, I would like to think a reasonable teenage rite of passage like hey man uh have fun and do drugs it's a party right, right. that's that's right so i did remember two things as you were talking um one thing i do remember was like chugging an entire gallon of milk as fast as you could it was like a thing like i remember like the ebobs world era of like videos like that was like a common occurrence and like that that you just like get a gallon of milk and you go out in the parking lot and see if you could chug the whole for to what end like it, nothing was up. even monetized it was, back there. Yeah. But, it was yes. Just a throw up. The the other thing I do remember is uh, a couple of uh, rap scallion youths that I no longer associate with because it's been like twenty years. Um, and I would uh, sneak into apartment complex pools at night, and then we would stand. One uh, one individual would stand with his, their back facing the pool, and then the other individual would be standing in front of them. And it was that person's job to choke 
the other person until they blacked out and then fell into the pool. That's and that stuff. was the whole that was it. Now, that was the I, whole thing. I will say I do remember for like a week and a half period in like 10th grade, we all were into like just blacking out and seeing what that was like. And be like, hey man, that, tilt your head upside down. The words. Like let the blood rush to your head and then you're gonna stand up real quick, put mm -hmm. your arms across your throat, and then I'm just gonna press down on you and give you a big hug, and then you're gonna pass out, fall on this couch, and you can, and I was like, we were literally out here like causing us to die. Like we were trying to like actually kill each other. Well, like that like well, that's the thing, though, is that I remember that was not all weird. In our minds, we were being, like, smart. Because if you fall, you're just falling in water and you're fine. Not like you're going to drown because you're unconscious. And, like, the – I don't – I don't – it's bad. You know, yeah. you know what the worst decision that we made as youths, like, ah. in general? Low-waisted ah. jeans, to bring it back again. Because yeah, I yeah. saw There's so many people's ass cracks. You have no idea. Like, yeah. look. I am a heterosis man, so I don't like say. to look at, you know, ladies' butts sometimes, consensually. I don't want to see every lady's butt and every man's butt on top of that. And I'm not even talking about like Palmer's crack where you're bending. You want to say like you want to say in it? Yes, I want to say, like, hey, hey, lift those jeans up. You know, it's like I never thought I would be a 35 year old white mom with those polos pants up right, until right. those low waisted jeans were all around because it's like this is fucking gross, dude. Like you're not even sagging with like normal pants, and I like you're just out here being like no like so the tip of my butt crack goes like right here but my jeans don't actually start until down here so that's just going to be out 24 right. 7 and it's like that's not what who decided that the butt crack was like a part of just casual right but that was that was like fun and cute and not like i man if you i mean if you look back the amount of like denim that was appropriated in a fashion that should not be um and like skirts over jeans and like newsboy caps that were present oof it's it's uh it was a dark time oh speaking of of dark times i do uh one of the most upsetting things that's ever happened to me well that's not true but i'm going to i'm going to for the purposes of the story that's what it is uh i was watching um a video the other day and someone was talking about uh like listening to pearl jam they're listening to to uh, even flow right well they yeah. were listening to the the mtv unplugged uh uh oh. the 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 black that 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 one um and she was like man this is like this this is just like so like you know classic early 2000s like sound and the feeling that erupted inside of me when this woman who could had to have been our age if not older said that pearl jam early eddie vetti eddie vetti early eddie vetti was uh in the early 2000s that's that was upsetting to me and it does kind of like bring to call that the early 2000s do feel like a time that i don't have any memory of Yes, you do. Like, it was new metal. It was fucking Nickelback. It was, you know, this is okay. how you remember. I didn't mean I want to remember it. I I'm like I do because it's. I remember was there was a lot of like the, suit jackets that nobody needed to be wearing. Big, what Scott was in? What are you talking about, dude? People no, were no, definitely no, no, in the Scott. Like, like, so do you remember that episode of Workaholics <laughs> where uh, where do Adam I? dresses like or like, like he he specifically tries like they're like going back in time or like they're they're doing like a flashback and he's dressing very early two thousands and there's like a shirt a black shirt with gold foil definitely had one of those like a a skinny um uh, uh blazer and like just like the the biggest the biggest chops with the stunner shades 
why why were we allowed look and like it makes me think of like what's the what's that now you know what's the stupid thing we're doing now oh low-waisted jeans look i think the thing that's happening right now is unquantifiable because there's social media so all these tiktok trends and these stupid dances and stuff that's what they're doing okay so it's what is it what is the the horrible thing that we are doing currently is determined by the direction in which society moves from now so there's really no way to quant to like guess without the context of those i would like to say i you're giving the early 2000s a harsh vibe okay the early 2000s i can't equate it to anything other than it was the velocipaster of times, okay? It was the absolute worst while also still being kind of the best. You know, it's like, I it mean, got because we had like Soldier Boy Tellum and Lil John and T-Pain. And then, you know, we also had, you know, like I said, new Metal. And, you know, NSYNC was still kind of around, but not really. It was just a weird time in life. Like the new millennium happened and all the whites thought that the world was going to fall off the map when the clock struck midnight on to the year 2000 for some reason it was we were in it was a really weird time and i think the fact that that existed and we were around for all these frosted tips and weird bangs Mm -hmm. and all this stuff like oh just choice shirtless dudes and shirtless teenage boys in the mall just being like hey man you want to come in the hollister yeah and like being like in like just saying the most hurtful things to individuals that you possibly can you you know that documentary oh dude uh, first off they didn't talk to me because i'm black and that was already like hey leave them all alone don't talk don't interact with them even a little bit when they walk by they are not welcome inside but speaking of shirtless individuals let's bring in our guest you know the one and only uh honestly kel and i were waiting because they were just hiding in the background like a phantom and we were just never see her now is is somebody around here do you know is available? I like, feel a presence. I feel yeah. I feel a disturbance. There it goes. You guys made me ink. What's up? Yes, it's thank Colin. You, Colin. Tell from the voice. Always perfect. Yes. Always great introduction. For the yes, record, thank though, you, Colin, for joining us. The Octopussy is not the film we're talking about today, but I do want appreciate the, the prop. There is I think there's an octopus. There is there's octopus representation in this film. Look, not living octopus. Is there octopus living? No, there is. No. There is. There is fully a scene where a man is a dead body is having an octopus like do its face upon its a face. Lot of promotional material that involves octopus. Strangely, there's a lot of thunderball. There's, there's a there's a creepy thunderball poster or book cover where James Bond or somebody in a scuba suit could be a villain. I guess is going around the corner, and then there's this big octopus with these tentacles wrapping around nothing in particular looking very menacing which doesn't happen Uh, what but octopuses are not menacing can we just get get this sorted right now like let a giant squid come roll up on you yes you'll be terrified but they're not actually menacing okay there's a very big difference a menacing fish is like an angler fish you know a menacing fish is a dolphin these are menacing fish let's not like (laughs) stop putting this out here on these squids like that they're just living their life they're like a stingray they're living their life and humans are fucking their shit up okay like can, can I can I ask what the fuck is a thunderball? I just like oh, had because so, it's like there are some films where where I understand like oh okay it's it's you know it's, it's I'm so glad you asked the golden Kel. gun 
thank you for letting me know it's that man who has the golden gun i appreciate I'm that so, well they couldn't call it the man with the third nipple we'll talk about that at a different time anyways right. i wanted to let you know that i'm so glad you asked because there's absolutely a reason so a thunder ball is when you go bowling and you know that idiot that holds on to the ball for a little bit too long and it's like kind of bloops and like smashes straight into the ground when it hits and it makes that thunder clap that rings out throughout the entire bowling alley that's a thunder ball like there's gutter balls you know it's a thunder ball it's just a boop uh, okay yeah. and i have a couple that, more answers for you too yeah uh, yeah so no yeah keep yeah, going the, the the first one is there's a Yu-Gi-Oh card that is called thunderball there's uh, also i what i believe is an obscure marvel character definitely comic book character but uh, yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna throw it out there as it looks very marvel-esque thunderball he has a big huge kunai with chain or Nice. I, I think that's a great op- I think in 1965 there's one thing that James Bond was definitely about it was comic books Yu-Gi-Oh. I think that was yes. just 100% yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh Very comic about books. Yu-Gi-Oh. No, Kel, I'm glad you brought it up because I personally do not recall who sings Thunderball but I will uh, tell you I believe it is Tom Jones isn't it I will tell you that I don't know if it's Tom Jones I didn't look I think it's I'll Tom be Jones. honest anyways uh Black thunderbolt. Yeah. So, also, were, you can't strike like a thunderball. A thunder, but, thunder is a sound. It's not. It's not a yes, lightning ball. Like, but I told you, the bowling ball strikes the ground and it makes thunder. You're not here. I already gave you, you know the explanation. What? I, Anyways, I, I sound stupid. They though. asked that, wh- whomever. That, yeah. I don't know. Sometimes people write it. Other people perform it with James Bond movies. But whomever wrote the Thunderball theme song. They were doing an interview and they said, hey, what? so what does Thunderball mean? And they were go, fuck if I know. They named this movie something fucking stupid and I had to use it. They And then they literally quoted their own lyrics they wrote and they said like this, it, oh, we, uh, I can't remember what it is, but they're like, every lyric you look to, they just read out the entire lyrics and they were like, tell me what any of that means. I wrote this. What does that mean? Because I, it's just gibberish that I wrote down. It's a stream of consciousness. Just, like, the problem is that no one's saying it like Bernard Lee. Like you're about to be invited into a crazy sex club when he goes, code name, Thunderball. You have to you have to say it like you've got a right. you've got a pipe in your mouth and you you've just finished your paper. It's time for Thunderball. If you don't know what Thunderball means, you're not in the exclusive club, you know? Yeah, there needs this? to be dialectics that, or whatever on that <laughs> on, says... in the word that like indicates how you're gonna I don't know what any of those fucking symbols mean, but there has to be one that's like <laughs> Say it like a nasty, like like a real nasty guy. Kel, let me get let me Can I interest you in he knows the meaning of success. His needs are more, so he gives less. He looks at this world and once in all, then he strikes like Thunderball. Any Thunderball. woman he wants, any woman yeah. he wants, he'll get. He will break any heart without regret. His days of asking are all gone. His fight goes on and on and on. But he thinks that the fight is worth it all. He strikes like thunder. Yeah, it's so weird. That means nothing. That's just words. It's a very important uh, piece of um, Bond artistry for me because when yeah. I got to play a James Bond parody character at Pocket Sandwich in Tomorrow Is Forever, some like odd three or four, no more than three. It's been like five years. Anyway, the the parody song where they had this the screen playing in the background was I don't even I don't even know what the title of it was maybe it was tomorrow's forever but it was literally just this song with different words and at one of our cast meetings 
I, in so many ways, and he was asking, is anyone nerdy enough to really love this shit? And I said, well, well let me tell you, <laughs> yeah. I will raise my hand and yeah. strike like Perfect. thunderball. So yeah, I sing that. And uh, everyone zero respect for me. I think hey. this, like, look, I, it's hard because this in chronological order, this just came after Shirley Bassey singing Goldfinger. But you also, in terms of us on this, we did Live and Let Die, which is Paul McCartney and Wings. That's the best fucking theme song James I mean, Bond's ever had. And now this is the good. worst theme song. Thunderball is the well, absolute worst. Is it worst. still true? Is that because, you know, that Skyfall by Adele was... Hey, hey, Colin, I know you're not trying to actually compare Adele to Paul McCartney right now. You should you should go ahead and stop just immediately before you... I'm wow. gay! <laughs> uh, I mean, Paul McCartney is Paul McCartney. That's irrelevant. Okay? Well, <laughs> word. I mean, well... Like Paul McCartney did drugs in the 60s. You don't think... Let, look, all I'm saying is Paul McCartney is not 100% straight. Okay? That's all I'm saying. Well, yeah, it's it's that line basic, from yeah. The Office where Creed is talking about his sexual history. He said, in the 60s, I made love with many men, often, or, or many women, uh, multiple, all at once. Uh, it, it possible a man might have slipped in there. There'd be no way of knowing. You know, so. I mean, strictly speaking, uh, the actor who plays Creed was in the band Grassroots, I believe. And, and he's so a great singer. Yeah, Great so scene. he may well have had sex with Paul McCartney. So, I mean, it's it's Which just headcanon now. All yeah, I'm yeah. saying is Mick Jagger and David Bowie definitely fucked and were yeah. in a relationship totally. because David Bowie's wife opened the fucking door and they were butt-ass naked in bed and she was like, I mean, I just kind of closed the door and let them go back to doing what they were doing. Right. Like, I'm not yeah. gonna, It's fucking Mick Jagger. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what else do you do in that situation? <laughs> yeah. Which is oh, the untapped man. market of James Bond, in my opinion, which they tease not to use this thunderball podcast as an excuse to talk about skyfall but you know james bond has certainly slept with men over the years i think that's without question happened just due to the nature of the job can we right, say yeah. i think i think that's I, I agree a thousand percent and i think in those circumstances what james says in this movie might apply I, it was just for you know <laughs> by the way is elizabeth dead in this world because he said for king and country and i was like um queen elizabeth is who runs your country in this time frame like i don't know why you didn't say for queen and country because yeah, there is no king. One, as far as i know and i can be please correct me if i'm wrong the only uh british government authority and that we're not talking just about their monarchy uh we're now gonna stretch it a bit at one point, they have a Margaret Thatcher impersonator to come on for the end of For Your Eyes Only. So we do know it's, as far as For Your Eyes Only is concerned, at that point, Margaret Thatcher is, is the minister. So. I mean, does this take place in 1952? Because I, I mean, that, that's that's possible. Because I mean, that's this, like I presume it takes Lizzie place was in 1953. So I mean, exactly, like, and this saying. has to take place yeah. in 65, where it's shot. Because look, a jetpack is believable in 65. It is not believable mm. in 53. Okay, I, let's let just make sure yeah, we establish facts. Facts. Okay, that's now uh, don't crazy. I do want to say that that was just funny though. But yeah, James is like, oh, I took no pleasure in this. I do it for king and country. And I was like, James, you took all. Did you come? Because I'm, I don't think that you can't. You can't come if you didn't. If you don't enjoy it, you can't come. That's not, that's not how that works. So, excuse okay. me. Like you, like I don't. I'm just saying. Kel's like, okay, look. Kel's like, I've come. This is, we, we're moving into a it. territory. Um, My point being, 
James Bond, you're a Lothario. You do enjoy it. Stop lying to these people. Now. Okay. And now, speaking of, of just horrible things that people have said in my presence, um, like the fact that is it just this time that it's because this is my first revisiting of a Sean Connery that I'm like, God, this guy's got a vibe coming off him that was oh, just unsavory. No, Cal, he but, rapes a lot of people in a lot of these movies. It wasn't just this right, one. but like there's like there's no charm in this individual. It is like it, it's like angry dad charm. It's Cal, not I like you know. I like, don't oh, think that. Yes, I'm I'm trying, if I remember, I I don't think that women got their rights until 2063. So I don't think That's that true. right now uh, it's That's a real true. misogynistic. I don't, and it's well, they're in like not even. America or Europe. They're like in Nassau. I mean, yeah, I'm just I want to talk about Patricia. I think that mm. Patricia Fearing, the lady who works at the spa. Felt so bad for Patricia. Yes. Yeah, it seemed like it was a yeah, like a recovery spa type deal. That, yeah, therapy. that was but I felt well, so bad for her. Okay, but you okay, so you felt bad for her. I I'm not I am in no way advocating for Bond. What I'm saying is, is I've I've been a victim of a different kind of abuse not to like really steamroll this podcast into a different direction i've talked to a lot of survivors i've seen a lot of depictions of the r word uh, on screen i've read up about it listened to podcasts point being i'm not saying that consent was discussed i'm not saying that james's behavior wasn't mm, apprehensible what i'm saying is based on the way that the actors were performing what was going on, I did not get a sense of menace. I would I say... that she was threatened. Well, or I would say you, what you're saying is correct. I would say it's not aggressive, outwardly aggressive in that sense. But, and, it, and in fact, it shows that she's very much into it after the first time. And it's even like, hey, anytime, any place. And he's like, yeah, another time, another place. Like, all that stuff, they're like, it, she was cool with it. But initially, his exact words are, I'm going to tell your boss that you tried to murder me in this machine if we, you don't fuck me right now. Is that that's a not, So I, this is, that is the, the weirdest part. So I, I will, I just to address, uh, like, I do, like, I mean, at this time, that was, there was nothing, what was being shown on screen, there was no issue. Like, no one was like, oh, yeah, that's fucked That was up. just a Tuesday. So, it like makes like I'm 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 not surprised that there isn't like a because like yeah it, it's definitely there's no feeling of like oh what the fuck is happening here um it's fully like everyone's like oh isn't this cute um but uh yeah no that that scene in particular I was like what energy am I supposed to be coming away with from this this moment right here it makes it's, me it's just question the director didn't know and that's why we don't know and I'm not saying and I'm not in any way saying that to absolve the director yeah. what I'm saying is it's it's clear, I think, in what is unspoken, that yeah. if this were, if he were being serious, which I don't think he is, it would come across differently. And if it's certain, and if, if, for example, if this is supposed to be him being serious, then I think it was poorly executed. Because that, that to me, that tone does not come across at all. I just think of it, I think he was always like flirting and having fun and just being easy breezy. But there's a sequence right before that where he literally throws his arms around her and forcibly kisses her. And she's like, get the fuck off me. And then she's like, well, this is the 60s. And I just have to live with this. And I'm just going to politely, like, that was rude and leave. And I, he's like, ah, I am going to strap game. you to this table now, though. And now I feel safe. But, but is yeah, that like, part of the game? <laughs> Look, this is what I have a headcanon. I'm not just trying to make this better so I can enjoy this movie. I'm 
I literally think they're sort of like a kink couple. They they seem there seems to be a history. It didn't feel like this is the first time he's meeting this woman. So I I weird. will I will say yes is that I do. It does. He tied not, them up. She literally right. put them on a, a butt fuck chair. It looks yeah, like he's I getting mean, fucked. Yeah, there's there is like it the energy, but I will say. I've never seen James Bond interact with a single person that is indicative of him not having like a like he's not like hi I'm James. Also, can I just say, have you ever introduced yourself to someone random and been like hi I'm Colin Miller? Nice. To no, that's not what you say. Say hi I'm James. Nice to meet you. No one ever does first name last name at somebody. That's insane. Especially if you're a secret fucking agent. Why are you first name worst. last name? the worst agent. Like, just to be I'm clear, Todd. James nice Bond. To meet you. Yeah, James Bond is not his real name. That's why he uses the full name right. all the time. But it's he's the like, thing that literally everybody knows him look, by. It, it bugs me slightly in this sense, only because it, I have a question for Colin because I know Colin's seen Thunderball probably as many times, if not more than me. The only thing I can't figure out in this whole movie. Why the fuck is James Bond at the exact same physical therapy spa as the pilot that they're about to murder and the whole plot's going to kick off with? Because, like, yes, yeah, James Bond, you got hit with the poker and everything, but why specifically are you – because, like, the way it is, seems is that he's there because of the Spectre guy. Like, they sent him there all because of these. But they don't – it's not really, like, shown that's, in that's great detail. Thing. This place is like, hey, are you, uh, are you in the espionage field? Come here, and we'll do weird stuff on this table. That's that's their whole bit. Right. So the only way that I can explain it, I'm actually going to take a theory that's been talked around in the James Bond fan community for a while. And you alluded to it, Thomas. And that James Bond is a code name, which if you look at the Ian Fleming novels, it's definitely not because he has parents and they talk about their death and they named him James Bond. But if we are taking liberties with the source material which i think we can safely assume the filmmakers did safe assumption very mm -hmm. safe safer mm -hmm. than any woman that's ever been around james bond um, <laughs> i don't think it's just a code name i think james bond is one in a series of jedi knights because mm. the only thing that justifies him dodging bullets the way that he does getting out of trouble the way that he does knowing exactly where to shoot um quite frankly, being able to seduce anybody with maybe three sentences, uh, sometimes even less than that, sometimes no words at all. He's a Jedi. And that's the only I was going to go, he's yeah. more, I thought he was just a uh, reincarnation of Jesus Christ. I, Thomas, to, you know. hey, Thomas, literally the thing that I was about to say next was, so he's an avatar for Jesus Christ. <laughs> I am glad that we are, that, that we are on the same page here. Which is um, why they uh, had to hide it real yes. quick and die another day. Because yep. when, Pierce Brosnan had that beard. They said, we got to shave that. Your true identity is coming out. You can't have. Literally. That that's, that's why you Literally. never see uh, James Bond's palms or feet because he's got the stigmata. Um, yeah. Speaking of the names, like, Colin, I have to feel, I feel like we have to have talked about James Bond Jr. with you on the, on the show. <laughs> James is, Bond we, Jr. Like, I, and I know that we have, but still the fact that his brother named his son after his brother Junior is not, it's not, okay, we can move <laughs> we on. We have it's talked just, about I, this before. Yeah. I'm just going right. to say, Kellum, you need to do a series on that because this is a big thing for you. you it's, you, it's just, it's it doesn't make, that's not how names work. It's not how names work. It's, it's upsetting. Words it's, mean things. But let's get, let's get into this movie because I want to talk okay. about the ridiculousness of this movie. Now, first right. off, 
nobody that's listening can see my background, but our lovely, my lovely co-host can. And I got maybe potentially the best cadre of Bond girls in a film. The best part of the movie, right there on the screen. Uh, You got all three, really different personalities, different types. Technically, uh, Spectre is not a Bond girl, but I mean, we can call it what it is. She's a Spectre girl. You know, we can just say how it is. But this movie opens in just the most ridiculous thing I could ever think of. I remember, because like, we call them like on Thunderballs, like, yeah, this is the underwater movie. But I forgot that we opened with a colonel in drag trying to pretend. Yeah. To, like, I, and I was like, fucking what? best intro <laughs> scene ever. James Bond just walking up and from what the audience thinks at that moment, punching a lady directly in the face. Again, okay. my Jedi like, theory, no yeah. indication yeah. by modern standards that that woman who definitely was played by a woman up until yeah. right, but, <laughs> right until before the time she yeah. gets punched. Yeah. only jedi mind tricks would yep. let you know that that is not I, a can i ask something though too like it's insane if you live in a world where knowing that that's a man because this woman opened the car door for herself i was like Come, hold on what yeah wow like <laughs> shouldn't I, have opened the door for yourself bitch like that's, like that's essentially what, what it comes like, it's does. Literally, it's like, I, oh no, he's like, so you, you, you went and took care of her, like hand, help, like, yeah, no, I body slammed her, you know, threw her elbow down, like fuck off, bitch, I know what you're doing. Uh, but yeah, then he kills her. But this is my thing. I, this is why I hate James Bond. I love James Bond so much, but I hate Connery Bond because this motherfucker clearly hears and sees the guards coming to break down this door, like after he murdered this colonel. And it's like instead of just leaving and being able to just leave safely, because they'll open the door and be like, oh, what happens? I don't know. It's something weird. He like no, hold on. Let me actually throw these flowers on this dead body, and then he's a nasty lad. That way they can all see my face as I leave this door, and then kill him. Yeah. Never in my life have I thought to myself more. Nothing has taken me out of a movie more in my life. Not VFX car on fire. Not that's you know how did it get burned? Nothing. Nothing has ever taken me out of a movie more than James motherfucking Bond putting on a goddamn safety helmet before getting on this jetpack. Like, Holy shit! What in yeah. the actual hey, fuck? Safety first, man. It's, Which is it's... why when Daniel Craig did it in real life, when they were announcing him, not helmet, but he put on a life jacket because he's a human being. Yeah, in that's um, what he to, wants us to think. Be, yeah, to be introduced, and people were stupid and talking right. about how silly it was to wear a life jacket. James Bond doesn't wear a life jacket. And I said, Colin, well, look at Thunderball. He wears safety helmets. Yes, yep. but look, hear me out on this, though, because I, I would agree with that statement and that sentiment. I, you know, but last time I checked, James Bond also rides motorcycles with no helmets constantly, skis down Alpine and stuff with no helmets constantly. There's all these well, wild things. We, we but do even, have to even keep still, in mind that no one will use seatbelts at this point either. That's true, but no, but hear me out on just this basic point, okay? I understand concept for safety in those other scenarios. Hey, you're in the middle of the ocean floating. You might get tired. The life vest is useful. James, you went up in the air, straight up, went forward 57 feet, then came down straight on your At what point was your head hitting anything or going into the ground? Like, I don't understand. They should have at least, at the very least, had one of those henchmen's bullets ricochet off his helmet. So you could be like, that's fucking why he put the helmet on there. There's just well, no be- reason... It's because James Bond is an android, and that's his charging helmet, and he uses also, that and takes the power of the sun. Also, yeah, yeah. hear me out on this. Um, why did that girl not have that trunk already popped? Y'all have to also spend time stuffing this jetpack 
back into this trunk of this car before you go on. I'm just like, y'all are all over the place. Fuck the jetpack altogether. Yeah, Agreed, but you don't want power and snipe the motherfuckers that are coming after James Bond. If your mission is so important, you don't have your your second person unless they're in an elaborate, you know, Mission Impossible van with bells and whistles that mm-hmm. can access cameras and shit. You don't put her on the street. You put her in a tower that she can actually help. I understand there's somebody that's probably in charge of cars and transportation. Someone needs to drive, but isn't the object to get out of the house? It, it's that's just a silly, a silly introduction. I, I mean, this movie clearly shows that like anybody who works for MI6 that is not James Bond, no one gives two shits about like one, their training or two, what they're doing or like how it relates to like the safety of the other people or the mission in general. Like, again, what the fuck is Paula doing this whole goddamn movie? She's a secret agent. Look, I also would like to say (laughs) for the record, James Bond, one thing that they do right. They might be misogynistic, but the continuity is right. Because after they stuff that jetpack in that trunk, James opens the car door for the lady before he runs around. I was like, they're right, shooting right. bullets at you. She can get her own door. Why are you? No, <laughs> no if, she, if he didn't open that, she'd still be standing there and she would have died. Yeah, she's a man. I don't she know how to get in here. The croissant shitting at me. I'm sorry, was that racist? Nah, is that against You can't be racist to the French. You can't be racist against the French. You know, we already talked about the song, but then... This is really where it's wild. So, okay. Kel, I know you don't know this fully because uh, you probably haven't watched every single James Bond movie. No. But uh, I have. Colin has. This movie is when James Bond starts getting absolutely fucking bananas ridiculous. Like, it's I'm so talking about over-the-top silly. Because this motherfucker, this pilot, this NATO pilot opens this fucking hotel room door and sees himself staring back at him, and he's just like, "Huh? Who? The, you got, Hold you see on this now. too, right? But if I'm like, here and he's there, hey, hey, Sheila, hey, Sheila, I'm in the, I'm in the. Did you see this? Did you? Oh, I'm dead now. And I, yeah, yeah and then he's dead, super dead, really weird. In the remake, I want to say TikTok. He'll do a TikTok with yeah. his other self before getting shot. I want to say goodness. I do. Jesus you Christ. know, we all knew the outcome, but the replacement pilot good on you for the power play you knew they had no choice they, and you thought i'm gonna get more money because of this and they were like no we'll just kill you but you know good job yeah how do y'all like the plane sequence though how did you like it i've seen it so many times and i'm just my whole thought every time i watch this is how do these other pilots not see this motherfucker like let me pop my hose out put my hose well, in I this think, one and do like i think it's the first time in the movie where people turn off where audience members that don't, whether they're Bond fans, and there's a lot of Bond fans that really don't like this movie. It's really low on a lot of pretty prominent Bond tubers, like the James Bonding people or Calvin Dyson. They they don't like it, but and and I I get it because the truth is is that you could just sum it up in a sentence of they steal the plane, but that one sentence goes on for what seems like 25 minutes. That's a long time to stretch one key plot point. It's an important one, but it doesn't involve James. It's not particularly thrilling. It's really only visually stunning. It's really only a, yeah. oh, they really fucking did that. That's pretty cool, but that's not suspenseful at all. No. So if you're like me and you just like to nerd out on the passivity of Bond 
pyrotechnics, then it's fine. But it's really not an action movie choice, no. I don't think. You know? Can I also say, why the fuck is there a valve next to this man that is made for putting a canister of poison in to kill the entire crew? Like, what's that for? What's the utility of this? It's I don't, not yeah. like It's not like, well, this is where you put oxygen, oxygen tank. But, but they're, they hood, they're connected to oxygen. Yeah, like he puts it into their oxygen stream by like popping it in. And I'm like, why do you have like a IV junction point to like put up something extra into like that's basically what it is. It's like, oh, I need to add this to your IV drip. And I'm just it's like, hold on, wait, what? Also, but, wouldn't they have pat him down for that? It's that's not my whole point in any way. You know, just like, no, this is Kel. This is or, I think it's because this is before. I don't know, realistically, but I feel like this is before there was a lot of terrorist attacks, so people probably didn't do those kinds of things. It feels like this is the time in, in like, history when you could walk onto a plane with, like, a loaded semi-automatic rifle in your mouth, and people would be like, oh, you know what, it's just nice to like, see oh, people you, flying. What you going hunting for? You know, I'm, yeah, what, you, yeah. It's like, no one... yeah, this is what Dr. Evil is parodying in the yeah. first one where he just goes, you know, well, we've gotten the warhead or the second one, whatever. Yeah. There's yeah. no scene. It's just, you know, they're going through all kinds of elaborate evil plots. And then he says, well, we'll just hijack nuclear warheads and hold the world hostage. I mean, that's that. That's this. Yeah. Easy, they're giving they out. They're giving out nukes. Yeah, they just they got kill. him around. Yeah, no one seems really concerned about the fact that two nuclear warheads go missing. At, at no, most, it, nuclear warheads. Yeah, hey. at most, it's like, oh shit, we're gonna lose face for this. Like this yeah, is embarrassing. They were like, hey, we're gonna have to actually pay this ransom to get these back. Now, we only <laughs> see the English side in fairness, and those people don't know how to feel. So I think maybe that's what's yeah. having this issue. They, they flash think, to the White House and it's just people screaming and throwing like, paper. Freaking like out. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> like Felix Slider is back at CIA headquarters and everybody's just like screaming DEFCON 12 and like throwing papers at each other and doing stuff. Yeah, Desmond and, Llewellyn has more emotions, more upset emotions about being relocated for his work than anybody yeah. in the war room, quote unquote. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was just like, oh, okay. world Potentially world ending event. But yeah, Kel, one thing that I think this movie does deserve some credit. I wouldn't say this is bottom tier Bond. I would say I don't think so. I would say this is bottom tier Connery because if you have to compare from Russia with Love and Doctor No, well, isn't it? Is it diminishing returns? Because for me, with Connery, it gets it starts at a super high. The only the only. I think from Russia with love is the better best. Comic. Yeah, it goes from Russia with love, Goldfinger, Doctor No, this one. I think. And me. yes, which is fine. But tell him when I tell you the impact and the greatness that is. You finally getting to see Spectre in their headquarters. Everybody's oh. sitting at their fucking chairs. They all have their numbers. You see Blofeld hiding with fucking the kitty. All this stuff, and he's like number two. Come check in, all this stuff, and you're like, oh my god, there's like how many numbers do they have? How high are they going? And then listen, I know that they don't know how time and inflation is gonna work. Those numbers they were shouting out in 1965 were astronomical, but to me listening right now was nothing. Like, oh, we extorted this people, and we got 2.3 million dollars. Oh, we did this and we got four hundred thousand dollars. Oh, we did this, and we got it's like fifteen thousand like, dollars. Ooh, shit. Like man. you could have just sold your McMansion for you know, more than that, if it was yeah. set today. Yeah. yeah but, yeah. Kel, because I don't know, had you seen Thunderball before this, Kel? Just like no, I, I, okay. I had not. 
So now how did you feel what to now, for you. right? How do you yeah. feel to get the uh, the Doctor Evil killing Will Ferrell reference? Well, yeah, once? that's a, so the the amount of things that I was like, oh yeah, Austin Powers as I was watching this, like it's it was a it was a weird thing. I was this like, is the I, one. Yeah. This if is you it. want to go to one Bond movie, with the exception of maybe Goldfinger, this yeah. is the one. For yeah, all Goldfinger, reasons. Goldfinger only yeah. applies energy, to yeah. Gold Member, but. For awesome powers, like sharks with freaking lasers on their head, like everything. This is everything you know, yeah. is here. Yeah, no, it's, it's it was crazy. great. It was it was a wild. I have to say this about the Spectre members. Why the fuck? And again, this is kind of like a thing about anyone in the espionage game in this entire fantastical world. Is are these members of a secret? organization of spies wearing rings with hubcaps on them that scream i'm part of the secret organization of spies why are you doing this like fiona, is this with fiona it makes sense because it's a character thing she's posturing Yes, ah. but with everybody else, but all it of doesn't. them have the same one. Like if if I would say everyone else, like, I don't know. If you if it was like that, each person had like a, a little like their own ring, and like hers just happened to be very got like fine, whatever. Like, but like why why does everyone why does everyone have it? And it's not also, and like at times they'll be like, oh, let me hide that. There's no way also, camp. There's no way no one didn't see that. Let me back up Kel's idea. Why do you all have a tattoo like, yes, right where watch thank goes? You. Watch goes. What is who is that for? Who is Kevin, that? Like, <laughs> you just don't get it, do you? You don't. I guess not. <laughs> yes, I, I am finding yeah. that I don't. Like, <laughs> Shut now, the fuck up. Uh, so you're watching out that their plan is to steal all this, this blah, 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 and hold the world ransom and this, that, and the other. And James Bond is like, hold up, bro. Listen, I want to go to this place and hang out and sexually assault people. Right. And, you know, just do my thing. You know, I want to get, I want to have sex with a machine. I want to murder Sunday. a man in the sauna. You know, by yeah. the way, that was a really weird sauna. This man just like hanging out in the James Bond. So, slide this, so this is here. that type of sauna I used to see in old, old cartoons all the time, like back in the day. And I was like, is that a thing that people do? They just sit in this cupboard that like, oh, I nasty guess. Inside? Like, yeah. I just want to say, oh no. I mean, I've got, I go to King Spa, you know, there's, yeah, there's, different. there's I, I would never be, be put in a box of heat that can no. go all the way up to turkey roast that yeah. could be locked from the other side. Would never. Yeah. Like, I mean, let's be honest. James Bond gets put in a fucking machine and I would never. So like, I don't know what James right. was thinking yeah. either. I was like, what? Is this I mean, this, this feels like it's I around the time. It, it feels like it's around the time that they had that exercise machine. They just kind of like shook your your bits yes! and bobs for like, like, a, like a long. Just, yeah. Yeah, but make even you if do that something. machine has a function, look, my my fiance's back is absolutely fucked up. There's all kinds of things that you've got to do for right. backs that are scary to do, but they do work. Why in any universe would it need to go that high? Right. Yeah. To, to Are you putting horses on this machine and you have to crank it to ten yeah. so they can get their back cracked? You better yes. change those settings, bitch. Yeah. Fuck that. There's no also, need. Look again. We talked about it earlier. Like reckless negligence. Why are you leaving the man that you're attending to at this machine to go fuck off yeah. and do whatever? All right, like, all right, Doris. I'm gonna take lunch. I guess he's fucking fine or whatever. I have him strapped to this bed that he can't do anything about. In a better about. Bond script, actually, I would have thought that would have been the time that she gets murdered. 
That 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 mm. seems logical. That that makes more sense. Yeah, but then James she just has to have I sex with her. Bond! Yeah, James yeah. has to have sex with her like three times before that's that true. can happen. By the way, I'm not qualifying her as a Bond girl. It does not happen. You're no, a no, spa no. worker. You are not yeah. a Bond girl. But she's collateral. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> and I don't. What is the qualification? Because I wanted to. So one of my favorite Bond girls. I actually love both of the Bond girls in Tomorrow Never Dies. I think they're both underrated for different mm. reasons. I think that Terry Hatcher said she didn't think she was a Bond girl, spoilers, because she dies in her third scene. So mm. I, but I don't think that has anything to do with whether or no, not. No, because uh, in Goldfinger, what's her face? Because Shirley murdered, Madison or whatever. Yeah, gets murdered in gold paint. Like, yeah, hella quick. The difference is. How do I feel about you? Are you a human being in this movie or are you a stage oh, prop? I see. That's what okay. makes you a, a Bond girl. Is if, you, if you are a human being, then you can be a, you have actual Yeah, the, there, there's like you know? subtle like flags. There's subtle But then there's only two happens. in this movie. Yes. Like, in this movie, I, yeah, I've said there's only two in this movie we've established very wholeheartedly, you know, but the photo I have has three. And two good ones. I, I think that that's what, if I were to recommend somebody, not good ones like their cattle, I'm saying they're good performances. You, no, there's some. Of, they're one. Of, there's some of the good ones. Don't worry. They're <laughs> arm rays. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. No, I think that they, they both can read and everything. And I like Connery's scenes with both of them. I don't actually think that Connery is one of the actors that, in my opinion, Pierce Brosnan had more chemistry per capita per movie with all of his ladies. Yes, I would also say the same in a weird way. Not necessarily sexual chemistry, but cinematic comedic chemistry. I would say more so it's true for Roger Moore. Connery was very hit or miss with the ladies he worked with. And I think in this movie, both with Claudine Auger, I think I'm fucking up that name, and Luciana Paluzzi, I think they just enjoyed working together. Because it's like boom, 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 like bop, bop, bop. And the way that they're written, you know, yeah, one of them is basically a sex slave. And one of them is a psychopath. But they both approach bond on their own terms which i like you so. know what i like the most is like and they're hot we'll get to them we'll get to them in time that yes colin agreed sexy sex appeal is just like through the roof like basically i'm if, not gay if they walk in the room if you look at it like what so bond goes to nassau to see what's going on because uh the pilot that he saw his sister is there so he fears us the way to get in and like when Bond's in the water and you meet Domino and he's like, hey, you want to go up and have a chat real quick and blah, blah, blah. And like, I'll, I promise you, if it doesn't matter what the actual script says. If that was Bond's wife on the actual fucking boat, he's single when he gets to the top of that water and he sees Domino. I'm yeah. Like, oh, hey, what's up? Like, and she knows it too. That's why Domino wasn't like, who is this? Was, Domino was just like, oh, that's clearly just some girl that you're hanging out with. Can, can I say, if I'm, if I'm scuba diving and at some point, I don't care if I'm stuck or not, and I think I'm alone. And at some point, there is somebody holding my ankle. Then that person is dying in the next moment. And I, I it, like immediately, I'm going to lose my mind. If if she's just like, oh, thank you, gosh. No, I'm having a full on panic attack. If I think the girl is there, then I don't care if you're saving my life. That's not the thing she would have gotten out without him. It just was, probably yeah. He got there first, and yeah. she was like, all right, thanks. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> but... I also like that, like they i mean so they're what 15 feet apart from each other and so the uh yes our boat doesn't work while he's just staring at her they're both just staring at her with the most intense look the whole time not looking at anything that they're doing 
like ah uh, the boat the joke, doesn't right? work is that the joke Do we use yours yeah. i'm like i nah. This is this is this feels. <laughs> Wait, you're this directing feels that scene. How do you change it? I just act like you're you are not again an alien who has been turned into a human for one like strange purpose that we don't know. Every James Bond movie is just some other alien that is being incarnated into man and then going through and trying to process Jedi think... android codename yeah. alien. We got yeah. four. Let's see I think the only. I think the only difference Kellum would make is Kellum would walk over there and be like, listen here, we're doing this one more time, and you both need to blink, okay? Yeah, blink, look anywhere thing. else. <laughs> Please, I'm begging you. I'll give like, you $50 right now if you look at something else for three like, seconds. I need you to stare at the sun, and then when it comes back, follow those dots across your face, yeah. okay? Like, look at those yeah. as they go by. That way, at least you're not staring at one spot. Hey, no, it's fine. Hey, Sean, you know how people do things? Can you just, can you try that? This one, I just just something I want to see. Just I don't thank, now listen, thanks, sweetie. I will say this is where the difference comes in for me between Domino and Spa Lady. Is with Domino, while Connor is being very aggressive and forward and asking all these questions and stuff, there is like a playfulness to it. She's kind of like, oh, this is intriguing. I've never had like a man be direct with me like this before. And there are times when being direct could be a benefit or could work. And the fact that, like, you are clearly stalking her across this island is very upsetting, but she seems into it. Hey, can I see you again? Ah, oh, it's a small island, so yeah. you can stalk me to find out. It's like, there, and it's like, that, like 12 hours later, yeah. hey, what's up, girl? And she's like, oh, hey. Yeah. I'm like, hold on. What? How, how long have you been standing over there watching? Were you waiting here and assumed I would come to this location, or have you been stalking me the entire time? I need to know the difference. Yeah, yeah I mean, cool. it... It's still upsetting, don't get me wrong, but it's like for both of them. Like I'm like looking at both of them, like, what are you guys doing? Neither of you know this person. You just met them on an island. They're gonna each one is gonna kill the other person if one of them is not a, a secret agent. They're like, no, this is normal. But the this thing about Bond Kellum is that death is really what gets him rock hard. Yeah, it seems like true. it. Well, so or, or he doesn't care at all, it seems like. Because again, there are two deaths in this where it's like nothing happened. And she's like, oh, anyway, it's on to the next. <laughs> Ta-da. Well, I disagree because when Paula dies, okay. there's a moment where he registers it. Yes. And then, there, and then people start shooting at him. Yes. So there's... I I think more what I mean is his delivery of like, oh, and tell him Paula's dead. Oh, that's like, I'm like, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, Sean, like as he's leaving, like he's like, oh, hey, uh, and remember, thank you for bringing for this up. It's like, so it, bizarre to me. It's, like, been, it's been so bizarre to me since I first saw it. Tell him Paula's dead. Okay. What does like, the guy, what does the guy say? Like, in response? All right, cool. Yeah. He's like, so he's like, man. see ya. He probably just sits okay. there in shock. He's like, huh? Yeah. You're, this is my thing though. Before that even happens, okay, Bond was going to Nassau. He figured everything out. So they're like, ah, oh, because uh, the pilot guy tried to get us for money, we're going to go kill the dude that told us we should hire him. And so James Bond is casually driving and watching an assassin chase him down to kill him. And then before that happens, a different assassin blows up that car and kills him. And it's Fiona because she's crazy. But uh, James, why aren't you trying to figure out who's on that motorcycle? He's like, oh, hey, some days it works out, you know, friend of my friend. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. It's like, what? Hold on. And then it's like, where the fuck did Fiona? Fiona drives this motorcycle into the lake and then just walks home. What? What? But that's not. That's okay because Fiona gets introduced now. And listen. You know what's great about? I just realized that her performance needs to be studied 
the reason being is that things like that can happen and you don't really notice. Yeah, I didn't really. She makes it work. There's something about Luciana's portrayal where when the most fantastical, bizarre things like wearing a ring that gives away your entire incognito persona, you, you just believe her. And, and, and that's what I, I don't, you don't really see a lot of characters like this, an unabashedly evil woman who murders a lot of people and is a psychopath who has fun. She has so (laughs) much fun on her job. A lot people should look up to her, not for the murder, and the manipulation. No, for the murder. For the murder, but also for the joy in the work. So anyway, yeah, there's just something about no, her. No, I agree. And so yeah. what I love about Fiona, though, so Fiona's like, okay, I'm going to take care of some stuff. I'm going to go see what's going on with Bond. I'm going to see what the get down is. Bond's flirting with Domino. And while this is happening, I, I don't know what the plan was for Fiona. I think Fiona's initial plan was, I'm going to sneak into the room. I'll wait for Bond here. Things will be great. And then she turns around and it's like, Paula, what are you doing in this room? That's really odd. Yeah, that scene is weird. But then it's like, hey, we're just going to kill you, Vargas. Y- yeah. Them. It seems like they what knew Paula the... was there, but they couldn't have. So that's why I don't like, understand. It's the most confused energy. I mean, like, to, like I, I guess part of that I can get is, but like, again, Paula's a fucking secret agent. And she's like, wait, are you supposed to be in here? Maybe you are. Hang on, let me go check. There's no, there's someone at the door. I can't deal with this right now. I have to go do. Fucking, come on! <laughs> What's happening yeah, to be, here? To be fair, she is learning the job. She's just an uh, assistant. Uh, but okay. I'm not. I'm not saying that that justifies them giving her no character. Right. Um, I'm. I'm just saying that what seems to be the bigger problem of that scene beyond characterization is, I could be wrong, but it feels like that scene comes out of some stuff that was left on the editing floor because there's really nothing that leads up to it and you're left a little mystified of how did this person get there how does this relate to what we just see how does she have the key yeah all this the movie there without with with the other one being part a and this is now episode two in a thunderball miniseries it's Mm -hmm. that jarring that makes sense it's weird yeah but i wanted to say this so yes i agree uh not until we get to Zinya on the top may, will we have another evil woman this juicy and great in a film. But although Carrera did a good job with that shitty movie, um, Never one? Say Never Again. It, I don't nothing- count that. So, you know, that's how we move past that one easy. So I think the main issue, though, or not issue, I think the thing that James Bond will lie to everybody, including Fiona, and say, no, yeah. I was not interested in any of that super kinky, hot, passionate sex we had where I, you know, came 17 times and I came back, to, I left the open ice and came back. Like, like James, you know who this girl is the entire time and you're still like, look, I'm, I want to say the only classy move James Bond does in this whole film, the only classy move is when Fiona says, hey, can you hand me something to put on? And he's like, absolutely, here's your slippers. That is the classiest, just, yes, there's not a better option. If you had a washcloth, maybe, there was not a better option to come to you than, like, yeah, here's your shoes. Because... James trying to do a power play, but, you know, Fiona's not having it. But they have this whole thing. And then I think, Colin, help me on this. I think Fiona, like Xenia, is like, oh, I like you so much. I want to, like, fuck you and then kill you. But I definitely like you. I think Fiona's actually in the bond. I think it, that's why she wants to kill him so bad. Because it's like... Oh, yeah, she likes him. But the thing, <laughs> the thing is, is that she's also very, very competitive. She And mm-hmm. she also is 
to me, she has the largest balls, proverbially speaking, of the entire movie. And her whole character, which is why she's so lovely, is because she's she's not just going to be a successful assassin in a quote-unquote man's world. She's going to be the most badass assassin that takes the greatest pleasure in her work and has the best fucking day. And no man, not even her assignment, is going to take that away from her. And she's going to remember it with all of that relish. And that's mm-hmm. what I love about her part is that she's, she is, they've always talked, they talk a lot about who's Bond's equal. It's this, it's this character, the equal mm-hmm. quote unquote in the, in the terms, terminology of the world of being yeah. equal, equally psychopathic, equally carnal, equally, you know, in terms of the world, good at your job. It's Fiona. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hands down. Equally good at driving, but uh, we'll get to that in a minute. So yeah. <laughs> That all yeah. happens. That's some funness. But then James Bond and Felix and them were like, well, we got to go find some stuff. So let me just go, like, sneak next to this dude's boat. And I want to kill him. Have you been proud of a villain in this sequence when James is like, oh, I'm going to sneak up on this boat and take some photos and stuff. And Margaret's like, no, get some people in this fucking water. Hey, turn those lights on. Hey, turn that security camera on. Put this TV on right here. Oh, it's James Bond. I can clearly see. Now, Largo is a stupid idiot throughout the majority of this film. I don't uh, know. He, he used all it all up right here. Yeah, but I don't yeah. know what, I, like, Kel, look, I am a jealous man. I'm not afraid to admit it. You know, I'll tell people I'm not dangerously jealous, but I'm not going to be like, hey, that super sexy dude who, I don't know what you would call Domino to Largo. Let's say slave. My slave is over there flirting mm. with this insanely attractive man who I want to have sex with because it's 1965 and that's Sean Connery. And he's like, hey, you should you should keep doing that. Why do people think that that's going to work out for them. Have they not learned that obviously James Bond has to fuck one time and they will immediately switch sides and move like turn on whoever they're with. I mean, that is the thing that you have to kind of expect that literally everyone who's not just like a completely random villain knows everything about James Bond's history, because why wouldn't you at this point in time? Um, it, It seems like he's somebody that's like, oh, hey, you know, this one guy who's fucking everything up for us. Here's his dossier. Yeah. Um, you know the guy but, uh, who's killed two two and a half Spectre members already? Like, we know who James Bond is. Like, that's not... Well, well, Fiona, to me, feels like... I mean, she has a whole monologue about it. So I think it's equally on her that Bond yeah. isn't dead because she wants to enjoy her time. She could have killed him. Yeah. I think that's times. true. That's but true. Largo, to me, is the... I'm not just going to... This is Bond world. Bond world doesn't function as real life. For me, what I enjoy about the Largo character is that he's threatened. He's threatened by Bond because, you know, there's this dialogue where I'm not sure that at the time that this movie was made, they really understood it, but it feels like Domino entered into a submissive relationship willingly with Largo because she talks about, you know, feeling like he was attractive at first, you know, claiming her title as mistress and then it i mean she didn't realize that she fell in love with a sociopathic you know narcissistic monster who's killing everybody but what i'm saying is there's this level of dominance and submission in all the characters you get fiona and bond two very dominant personalities largo also very dominant personality but he can tell that bond is much more dominant than he. So he's not just going to kill Bond. He has to make sure that his, in other, in, in a lot of ways, not just the entire 
not this movie, but the entire series is about threatening manhood. And yeah. so this, this movie is about threatened, masculine, toxic men. And Largo yeah. is the most toxic of all of the men. So he's going to have to be like, Bond, I'm going to beat you at life and then I'll kill you. Okay. Here we are. Yeah, I it's, hear, I hear it's a poorly played game of chess. Yeah, I hear everything you said, Colin, yeah. but I do think the most toxic man in this film is Vargas because somebody who doesn't drink, smoke, or fuck can't be trusted. Uh, some, just to some, be clear across that. the board. Like, just can't trust them. But uh... <laughs> I'm sorry, if you have a character in a movie and you have their sunglasses sit askew on their face, I'm, I will never, like, there's, there's, there's something within that that i it's like when you see someone randomly who doesn't have eyebrows um not that there's anything wrong with that there's many but like there's a part of my brain that reacts in a very specific way and yes. it's the same with that when i see a character who you know that there is someone who's like no make them like this what like what is what's the indication there? there's always something in i don't know what the particular vision was for this character but when you think of the the henchman uh, you know, the jaws the odd job the blonde adonis men the there's always some phys really distinct physical trait that will clue you in to their henchiness i'm not saying it's good i'm saying that's a very antiquated way to signal that somebody is evil yeah, and also yeah. like okay the more evil person but i don't know what the choice was with this vargas character it's very baffling he seems yeah. to be nondescript and that was the choice the choice no the yeah. Vargas is clearly you like we watched this whole film okay they're in Nassau they're not in Russia please explain to me why in the summer months in Nassau there is a fucking man walking around in a long sleeve black turtleneck the entire fucking movie well, like that's the point little... yeah it's like Vargas you'll be like oh I'm sorry I know we came here on this family vacation, but we need to actually leave immediately because there's a gentleman over there in a black long sleeve turtleneck. And that means that, that we're not safe here. So we need to immediately go to a different location. That man decides it's, it's out because the clothes in this movie are quite good. I, looking at James Bond's fashion, you know, I think that the Bond girls, quote unquote, I don't know if that's um, correct terminology anymore. I still claim it because I know actresses like Russman Pike who are terrific that claim the title Bond girl and, and love it, you know, and think that it's a part of history and iconography. And I agree. But what I'm saying is like the swimsuits are cool. They're not even particularly um, revealing. They're, they're, I mean, yes, they're revealing, but they're not revealing for a male gaze. They're stylish. They have personality to them. And then all of the beach side wear that you see Bond and the villains wear, it's stylish, but it's yeah. beach stylish. And it's a different yeah. look than you get in any other Bond movie. Which is that's cool. fair. That's fair. But I want to say, so how do you feel? The one of the cool things I like is they did their use of sound in the sequence when Bond does come back, and he's like, "Hold on, let me check and see if some." And he has like this tape recorder that's been playing. So you, I can't stand the movie where people rewind something back to the exact moment or spot that they need to be at when they hit play again. But yeah, there's no way you know. I like the that. choice of like having Bond play the audio and then look through the room and you can just visualize like yeah. what's happening as it happens. I like I that, that sequence. Nice. Also, have you ever in your life turned the shower on and it immediately been hot water? No. Yeah, what what shower is like that? That's that's not because Bob's like, let me turn the water on. And I was like, ah, it's so hot. And they're like, what? No. Yeah, that's, that's not that didn't exactly track. I like, there was literal steam coming off of the water the second he turned the shower head. So I was like, no, 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 no. It's cold water, what sure. He's like, ah. 
unless it's the shock of the no it's not the shock of the water they're definitely wanting it to be communicated as heat right yeah 100 percent. that's what they're going for and so i'm just like whatever mm-hmm. but then explain this to me colin james bond punches felix slider in the stomach because he was about to call james bond 007 so james bond explains to him as he walks into the bathroom hey i'm sorry you're about to call me 007 but he's like oh did you kill that guy no hey man wake up go tell your buddy i throw the small hold on time out james you you punched Felix in the stomach for about the point of Felix. But then you called yourself 007 in the fucking bathroom with the dude. Like what? He just wanted to punch Felix. It makes the most sense, right? Like he's like, yeah. hey, Felix. Like, you well, know. He hadn't disarmed the guy, right? Okay, so, but hear me ahead. out. He claimed to his quote unquote friend Felix that he punched him because he was about to say 007. When he says this sentence to tell Felix why he hit him, the man is standing next to James Bond. Like, so I don't the same thing it. happens. Like, it's like, so James, you wanted to tell him you were 007. You didn't want Felix to tell yeah. him. That's... Yeah. Well, maybe he thought, I don't know why I'm always playing devil's advocate for fucking. Hey, you know, whatever. Character. It's the heat. <laughs> He's not real. I actually don't care if you read him. I just want but if you did, clear. it would go a little something. I'm not protecting like a man that doesn't <laughs> exist. But when he does it, I thought in my head, as a Bond fan making excuses, I thought, well, he doesn't want the guy in the shower to know who he's that his target has arrived. Not that there would uh, be that many options for who's coming into this room, but fuck, Paula's just laying on the couch there later. So maybe it's it's who knows who else is in the room. Is Q fucking getting his rocks off in there earlier? We don't know where Q's staying. Yeah, so you that's... first off, you know Q is knee deep in some lady friends. Hell right yeah! Did you see that vacation shirt Q had on? Q is not oh, yeah. there for James Bond. He's okay. mad Let's that Bond be... is distracting him from that. I feel like Q is in an alleyway playing dice. That's what I feel like Q is. Doing. Q With is a crouched down. Yeah, yeah. Like I just like this dice. image in my head as yeah. as Des- of Desmond Llewellyn as the true playboy. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. Still, he's also such a sweet man that I just feel like you would. You would be so charmed talking to yeah. him. Like in every in every interview I've ever seen of him, I could just God, I mm, I miss that man. I would love to have gotten a pint, as they say, with that man. I he's just telling his dice friends about all these exactly. He's idiots like, yeah, exactly. he's like, he's like, yeah. So then I gave him this fucking laser oh, thing, and he fucking so got rid of it and blew it actually, up. Actually, <laughs> I have to say, this moment with Q that led me to believe, fucking Pond's a fucking idiot. Like and we've talked about this. I feel like that he's good at so little. Um, and I mean, he's very good at the things that he's good at. He's good at, you know, not worrying about people's boundaries and uh, Slash shoot and punch. Them? Yeah, yeah. Like it, it's, but like anything that's like, oh, it's this. Oh, oh, it's like fucking man, you know what that is, dog. Well, don't, like don't, no, don't swallow that. Yeah, because no, that's when that's he's great. Climbing on the roof, yeah. he drops his gun. Yeah, And it leads to the hilarious moment where Largo, or actually I think it was just before, but when Largo's like, you fools, you're shooting at each other. Because he gets them to, no, that is before. Because he shoots in one direction in the dark and then another direction, he just gets the henchmen shooting at each other. I like that whole set piece, actually. The house. It was was smart. It was smart. I like the house set up because I, look, I like that they wanted to casually make you think for a second that there were sharks you could get to eat people on command. Right. Like yeah, that's 
<laughs> also, uh, speaking of dropping guns, I have to talk about this. And this happens multiple times in this movie. This fucking move that is not anything that he first does on this gentleman that he burned with the shower, where he like ineffectually shop? slaps his like like does a karate yeah. ha, to make him drop the gun that like there was no need to do. Like he this yeah. man's unconscious, it's just like, oh, and it's like, gotcha. Now he doesn't have the gun. He's we're safe now. You, and he does that several times. Seen. Like you have seen Austin Powers. It's the judo chop. Right, I know, but all what so Bond does. Here's what I'm saying: Austin Powers judo chop looked like it was more of a thing that I could be like, yeah, I could see that being a thing that was being done than whatever the fuck this is that he this like just like uh, gotcha. Okay, kill him gotcha. in death battle uh, finesse. Yes, Austin Powers in one ring, Sean Connery's James Bond in the other. Who is winning the death battle? Um, it is uh, Austin Powers because I think that he's bringing in the uh, energy of being in a comedy movie, and it is impossible to route a comedy protagonist. It is possible to route a drama protagonist. Um, that's what I think. I think that he's going to bring that in there. It's, it's all of fighting Bugs Bunny. Um, there's no actual way to defeat He's him. a toon character. Yes, exactly. He's a fucking cartoon. A there's character. no way he's that you're going to. He can't die. Can you imagine a movie where fucking like Austin Powers gets murdered? Like they, they do another one and like half, not even at the beginning or the end, like minute 45. He just like has like like grit, like taken out, tortured, and killed. Like the like, no, that's not you can't do this. That'd have him get tied choice. up and have his balls get smacked around. Like, no, it's not gonna be a thing. Actually, now I want a supercut of that scene in Casino Royale where Lashif is doing that to Bond, but it's just yeah. re- M- Michael Myers. <laughs> Or Michael oh Michael. yeah, yeah. Randy. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Reactions. Yes. Yeah. But can we yeah. take a yeah. moment? I need to go poo. I think it's so Austin Powers yeah. to handle it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah. So after okay. this happens, though, I want to say, Vargas, you're a fucking idiot because yeah. we talked about James Bond a second ago, and Largo was like, "Yeah, I caught you. Like, I see you clearly in this water. They're hunting him down on the boat. If you." are trying to murder a person in some water and the, the tank and the goggles float up to the surface and you're like, oh, you must have hit him with the propeller. Like, oh, let's go back and tell Largo. No, 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 no. You say, okay, cool. Well, then he should float to the surface in a few seconds because he'll want to breathe and not die or he'll just stay underwater and well, suffocate and drown. But either way, the body will float. Body so floats. This seems to be part of the uh, the physics of this movie is that no matter how shallow or deep the water is, if you are not wearing a mask or have like a, a tank on, you die immediately. That seems to be what happens. If someone pulls your mask off, you are dead. Unless you're Sean Connery, in which Unless case you're John- you yeah. take a mask un- from, from underwater and then put that mask full of seawater onto your face, and you'd be like, nah, I'm all good now, Chief. What? Yeah, and they fix we'll, it, we'll get to it later. In For Your Eyes Only, there's a scene where they drag Bond and Melina, the girl in the movie, across some coral, and then the rope detaches, and yeah. the villain would have no clue that Bond has stashed a basically an entire... At, you know scuba apparatus down below they go right. breathe on that watching the villain waits a, a normal amount of time that you would wait to be sure that somebody is dead before mm-hmm. leaving versus vargas leaves in he he it's 
there, we've got the goggles. Let's go back into Largo. <laughs> it's like, it's like he's fucking Sonic trying to get out of there. Yep. Yeah. 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 He was in there. He's like, y'all heard that music. And it's like, dun, 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 we gotta get back and play canasta this is the part that i want to talk about this is when i would listen i'm i'm all for fiona uh you know psychopath power you know i knew you were crazy from the start you know redheads cause problems whatever you want to think about it's like fiona but then james bond is like hey i'm gonna hitch this ride because i almost got murdered with those grenades in that water and fiona's like oh hop on in I've been like, hey girl, um, I I know that you know I'm a secret agent, and I know that you're an inspector because that giant fucking ring. But like, maybe the next time finger. you pick, yeah, maybe the next time you pick up a hitchhiker, tell them you're going to be going 120 down a country road in the middle of the night before you let them get into your car. Because then she's like, oh, some men just don't like to be driven. He's like, no, bitch, some people don't like to be taken for a ride. The fuck out of here. I was white knuckling that shit. I would have been like, she doesn't want to. Yeah. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, Colin, I know that. What I'm saying is that's yeah. the moment when you're James Bond that you're like, no, this bitch is fucking crazy. Like, this is a hard pass. I'm saying you could put up with the murdering. You could put up with the killing. But of Thomas will Paula, not put up with reckless driving. Not put he's up. threatened, too. That's yeah. the problem. No, he's no. not going to do it because he's too much of a quote-unquote man. See, that's, that's why the he's point. not going to do it. My you're not going to... You're not gonna uh, fluster me, you fucking. Yes. And what I'm what I'm saying is, if you're this much of a man, James Bond, punch her in the face and take her, and you can start driving. And then why don't you call, like, slow that car down? Do you know they would have been catching air, Dukes of Hazard style, uh, every third second I on would, this drive. I would pay every dollar I would make for the rest of my life to see like a beginning fifteen minutes to this film where James Bond goes around punching like three other women, thinking that it's <laughs> 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 right. Like, no woman drives this fast. Oh shit! Uh, oh god! Oh fuck! Uh, uh, <laughs> Thunderballs. Yeah. <laughs> So it's just oh, this sequence though. I was like, this is what I was like, Fiona. This is the moment when I've been like, hey, it's been real good hanging out. I'm done with you now. You know, all that stuff we did in the bathtub and all that crazy stuff. That's fine. No, this right now, that's when it's too much. Yeah. Well, um, like also, tie her up to the bed, you know? I, just yeah. There's all kinds of things you can do. Would either one of you be interested in maybe like if you're if you're M or you're any of these people, and many times James, Bond, Hello, yes. James Bond's word has been his bond, and you've been like, no, nah, James Bond tells us something, it's fact. Why can't James Bond just be like, hey guys, I saw this hatch underneath Largo's boat. Why does he have to have video proof? Like, why had to be Pixar didn't happen for this one specific thing that is going to get everybody else fucked up? Like, it's going to get Paula killed, all this stuff was you update, had to get these photos. Like, you can just come back. I don't want, curious. I'm also threatened as well. So, um, not gonna sit in the room with all my coworkers. I'm not gonna be a fool. I'm not gonna be. Uh, I'm not gonna be questioned. I'm gonna. Uh, my wife sees yeah. all. I don't know. I've turned into a gangster. I think. Is yeah. she? M's no bitch. <laughs> I think. I think. Judy Dench would never. Judy Dench would have been like, "Fuck oh, off! I'm not no. giving you a goddamn photo of shit." Like yeah, yeah, yeah. that's my my point. Like Bernard Lee, no. tell America to go fuck themselves. Like you know what you're talking about. Like yeah. don't. I don't need no photos for you. This is what it is. Also, um, yeah, I'm glad this movie, this movie does think itself through in certain aspects, but one aspect I, I don't fully get. So 
James Bond knows that Fiona is Spectre from the moment they're in the car together. Yeah. But explain to me why James Bond was caught so unawares, much like Paula, when it's like, oh, I got to go to the fucking Junkaroo, and I got to go do this stuff. Oh, what's up, Vargas? Yanni? Oh, my God. What? She's like, oh, I didn't see you have the gun hidden and stuff. And he's like, oh, shit. Pillow this whole time. I'm like, yeah. James. That's how I know he liked it. He, he, he was down the fuck. He was about it. Because this motherfucker got caught unaware. This is James Bond we're talking about. You think Captain America would ever get distracted by, like, vagina and then, like, fall apart? No. Captain America Decidedly not. No, you that's know? not his thing. It's not his thing. <laughs> I just don't know. It's just my, James is like. But he does I, that. That's his thing is he, in my opinion, the, 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 it's a goofy premise, but the premise is, is that he, he will lean into a dangerous situation if it involves a sexy lady. Yeah. I mean, that, that is, the, I that saying. is the point where he will make the most poor yeah. decisions is around whatever, whoever that woman is. I agree. It's, I expect this for my Roger Moore, my favorite Bond. What I'm saying is you don't get to say, nah, I did it for King and Country. It's like, no, bitch. If you were doing this for King Country, you would not have been caught unawares. That's not how this works. You got yeah. caught up. That's the issue. But he also, Fiona wins. Is, oh, it's yeah. literally. There's a, there's a series of circumstances that, you know, because it's a movie. In in real yeah. life, Fiona wins. So. Here's yeah, the issue sure. I have. Now, I know this is 1965, okay? I am fully consciously aware yeah. of this fact. But I want to ask both of you, at what point... Did somebody in this world go, hey, you know what? Doesn't look like blood. That gross ass red paint that we keep using in every fucking movie that exists. Like, y'all know what blood looks like. Okay. Why is it that every movie I see before like 1979, it's like the grossest orange or red paint that you could ever yeah, possibly it's, imagine? It's atrocious. It's what they got in Velocipaster. It's, it's, uh, yeah. Well, is it possibly what we're getting now because we're seeing it differently? You know, because color correction and processing for, you know, whatever streaming services. I, I watched it recently on Max. I used to have a VHS of it. You know, there's all kinds of things that could play a factor here. Maybe it just wasn't meant to be seen in this as clear. Maybe back in the days where it was a little... Uh, Colin, here, I think... Colin, I watched this in the haze of smoke. Much like it was intended to be watched in the '60s, and let me tell you, it was still bright as well, fuck. So I, I feel like it's also possible that, given the limit limitations of of like you know film at the time, if it was like a realistic, like looking blood, it would not have read immediately as red. Um, like it would have just right. looked like a dark stain because blood obviously isn't a bright color, but this is like fucking Technicolor, which does not lend itself to subtlety. So I, just, I think that that's possible. And the I'm colors just like, surrounding it are so bright too. I mean, even just yeah. behind you, tell them, you know, the blue on her dress is not yeah. just, oh, it's blue. Like that blue came to play. Yeah. You cannot fault this movie for not having a ton of fucking colors, which yeah, I like because it reminds you of the coral reef, which is the surrounding environment. I'm I'm all yeah. for it. I'm just, it, it like takes me out of it so much. Cause now granted, like at least they were like, Oh, dog! See that bright ass paint right there? That that we gotta follow that that clear, obvious trail. Because like yeah. you would think, there's like a hundred million people in this fucking festival right now that you're having, and it's like, nah, nah, homie. Most people don't have that bright, quote unquote, blood color. But I like James Getaway. I want to say it was very well thought out. The only part I do not understand is how they found him at the Kiss Kiss Club because he let them go past in the float, snuck out, 
So either they like kept going and then we're like, wait, we've messed up. Let's double back and see what's going on. But irrelevant because we're getting the Kellum's background. And I love this because James Bond is a confirmed superhero. He moves faster than bullets. Okay. He turns Fiona around right after the bullet, the gun gets shot. To be like, no, she's taking the bullet. And I would have loved nothing more than like James to like put her down and be like, hey, can you watch my friend for a second? Turn around. There's like blood all over the front of his suit. <laughs> the yeah. bullet, like, so, go ahead. Speaking of this moment where he leaves her corpse at the table, these words that he says, she's just are, dead. She that's not a thing that people say. That's not like a saying. That's not like, oh, Greg's just dead. Like, I you don't say that to people. Dead like, tired. Oh, you know, you know, like it's that's clearly that's clearly a corpse right there. You can't, and he's just like, isn't that funny? <laughs> like there James were better Bond lines available that did not get used for sure. Yeah. I, yeah. I do think that before she gets shot, that's maybe my favorite Connery Bond girl dialogue scene. I think it's really cool because you see so many, even when, you know, in Goldfinger, you've got Connery uh, overpowering, which to me is the most rapey scene when he overpowers her in the haystacks. Mm -hmm. But what I'm not here to talk about that. What I'm saying is even with a powerful woman like Pussy Galore, you never get the sense that she's really one-upped him. In this scene, Fiona's got him by the balls. She's playing him. She's manipulating him. And you can tell in his own Connery way, in his own, as Kellum lovingly refers to it, alien way, he's scared. This is this is scared Bond. Of he's He's run out of options. And she's got him. And she knows exactly what's about to happen. And it's just that turn of the screw because he would have been dead. This is Bond close to dead. And we yeah. don't see that very often. And I love that. And she's in the way that she holds actor attention and, and remains the authority in the scene. I'm like, work, Fiona. Yeah, work. no, seeing Bond lose is far more, it's infinitely more interesting than seeing Bond. Can we, like, can we talk about just for a split second, though? Because I want to have this whole diatribe about this random bitch that was at the bar. Yeah. I love it. She's okay, like, oh, okay. <laughs> I am all about, like, this. if this was how Can the you young imagine? lady at the spa reacted, I would have been like, he was just like, oh, why? Yes, I would love to. Hold on, time out. Right line. Just assume, like, yeah. Because, like, if she's down with it, she'll be like, oh, this is inventive. Like, cool, let's go dance. You look like Sean Connery. I'm all about it. But the problem that bothers me is the when Fiona shows up and's like, excuse me, can I cut in? And she was like, you didn't tell me your wife was here. Time out, bitch. You assumed he was married this whole time and was still like, I'm gonna fuck the shit out of this dude. Like, I don't understand. There, there's what? been a couple. So there's a couple of things that she like. One, she just said, this is fine. This is perfectly. This is perfectly acceptable. I don't know. There is no. There exists no reality where Smooth's like, well, yes, I would. Like, no, 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 no. No, you won't. Except Absolutely. this woman. Because I I watched a lot of extra footage of Thunderball, and as if this could be a hallucination, but there was a, a sort of society of rich coastal people that lived in the Bahamas at this time that were way into the Thunderball thing. I mean, they were going to the parties. Uh... They were, and this woman, I think she had an interview and said, "Oh, I was, I, it was everything. I I had the best time. I mean, she." loved doing it so i'm thinking 
it's in the context of the movie, I guess. And yeah. the movie making, maybe in reality, a random stranger wouldn't, you know, with this bleeding tall man. But yeah. it's kind of a nice. <laughs> well, hey, thought. by that point, no, he I went get, to the yeah, bathroom and stopped the bleeding. So he's just a little bit of blood in the suit. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, it's fine. Because he's dancing with no issues. It's like he's miraculously healed. But yeah, Fiona, we'll miss you. You were lovely. I want nothing Is this more. This movie ends. Absolutely not. There's oh no, it it does end way before the credits. Um, like way before the credits. Yeah, because I thought about this and we'll get to it, but continue. In my opinion, for me, we'll get to it in a split second. But I think when Bond gets locked in his little closet and has to wait for Felix is when the movie ends. For me personally. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, he's that's just sitting there like, well, I'm just yeah. right, holding my well, flippers. Credits just roll right it's in. that silent, and then dollar they return? Yeah. <laughs> every dollar I'd ever make for the rest of my life. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, it him checking his watch just over and over. <laughs> yeah. The next movie is two hours of that. It's just like <laughs> real time locked frame on him in there. Oh <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, what, yeah. This is what I don't get. Well, not is we don't have to spend the whole time on it, but like I don't understand why I was like, oh, Fiona got shot. I can understand the one guy that accidentally shot Fiona being like, oh shit, I gotta get out of here. But like yeah. everyone's like, oh shit, Fiona's dead, guys. Like disperse. Like James is fine. Like what? That's fine. James leaves. He's like, oh, hey, Felix, we gotta go do some investigating. Hey, Felix, can you murder that shark right there so that the sharks won't attack me while they're eating that shark? And I'm just like, huh? Like, I hate movies that just, like, disrespect sharks this way. Sharks are not gonna attack you, James. Just also, get in the goddamn water. They like, fully shot these sharks in this movie. I, it's the worst part of the film. Yeah, yeah, that's, I, I didn't like that. All of these sharks. And yeah. the one that's swimming gets caught in the net for a little yeah. bit. Yeah. That's some real shit. That shark yeah. didn't consent to swim around. If anybody was R worded in this movie, it's the sharks. They absolutely yeah. you don't you oh those those arrows in their bodies were like totally acceptable and fine. Oh yeah yeah. No. That's what either way. Uh, I mean it does look amazing and you couldn't I mean, it's it the looks real, real thing. What do you mean it's it the looks real, real thing? That's why it looks amazing. Yeah. It's like you're watching a documentary of torture. But I'm getting yeah. to the point where I uh, I feel the way this is not important. I'll end this quickly. I'm getting to the point where same with kids. I just don't know how I feel about them being in movies anymore. I just don't it it's weird because I can't in my own right mind go, yeah, I can justify that this this creature, this being, understands the full extent of them giving away their soul for the purposes of this film. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. I'm I also think... really, I love ocean life, hence the octopus, so I'm just a little sensitive about it. I think you gotta, oh, yeah. you gotta look at it, animals, minors, minorities, they don't count. It's only the white men that you <laughs> really don't worry about, Colin. Okay, if you can only focus on the white man, that's all America is about. Okay, we need to really buckle down. When is it the white guy's time? Okay, that's all we're trying to figure out. Can't keep them one down. Day. One, <laughs> one, day. one bright, one bright, bright day on the hill. Oh, Speaking oh of white God. men, though, so then what happens with Largo is he's like, well, okay, I said that the Junkaroo is still happening. I want to know why is it. The broccoli is just love festival. You ever really, anytime there's a country that's having carnival or anything that's like that, they're like, hey, let's put James Bond there. Oh, dear, let's put James Bond there. Hey, like, uh, carnival, 
and Trinidad, let's put James Bond down there. Hey, uh, you know, they're in Nassau. They're gonna be, hey, let's just have them do like a random festival. Hey, they're gonna be in New Orleans for Live and Let Die. Let's do a straight carnival. Well, festival. they were Adam Sandlering before Adam Sandler. They were Ooh. taking their crews to places they wanted to visit. Yes, they yes. had fans. Yeah. I mean and to be fair, also like having played Hitman, like the games with like the levels where you're like in a festival infinitely more fun and like more dynamic to play from like the standpoint of like spy work so i get it i mean like it's it's a uh, you know Appreciate. there's a lot of good opportunities i, I like the festival is in the is in specter which is one of my least favorite mm. bond movies but that festival was cool so cool like i i, I can i, I ask can i ask you because i already know my answer what is your favorite outfit that anybody has in the carnival scene festival scene when they're at junk room the big pants one. There's okay. huge, huge pants, which mm -hmm. I like because they they appear they they have pinata esque qualities to them. And I grew up in San Antonio, so every birthday had a pinata. So I just love the aesthetic and the frills. I think his pants were blue. Mm -hmm. Yes, I think so. I think so. Yeah, but also you know, a gay shout out to Domino. I love her feathers. I think she looks elegant. She's Claudine Nage. She's she's so fucking stunning and. I, I miss her. She's recently passed away, but um, what a fierce fucking physical presence in this movie. So, I mean, yeah, she, I, I yeah, she kills it. You know? Kel, what about you? Favorite outfit? I, I was trying desperately to remember any of the costumes other than, like, you know, the fucking uh, Queen of Hearts, like, royal guard that you've got doing their thing mm -hmm. there. So I'm going to say them because that's the one that I can remember currently. But So, uh, I'm going to go with, uh, with Q's posse the mammoth dice on the top of their head because i was oh, definitely yes. like that oh, was yes. every time yeah, i'm like very that is yeah and i really hope i didn't see i didn't pay enough attention i really hope every single one of those guys had a different face so like one guy had a one another guy had a two and a three that would have just been like perfect because you know when you're drunk and stupid you want to say hey where's four at i was talking to four earlier and you're two so where's four at because that's yeah. not the same person but i think the and, the person that wins that scene is the guy that eventually leads to Bond's freedom. He's just a drunk person that stumbles into the car. And, you know, Fiona gets upset. Okay. I always Lisa. thought, hold on. I always thought he was an agent. Like, I always thought he, like, because Bond, it's like, I always thought that he was you there. You see on that gun and you're like, is, that, like, is he oh, holding that? He's like <laughs> looking at James Bond, like shaking That's his bottle, theory. like, hey, man. Hey, that's, number, like, that's number 15 in well, um, I mean, tried and true fan theories of James Bond. The man that was drunk was actually a secret agent sent by him to make sure Bond was free. Um, no, but I... I, no, I so, oh, a person that works with them that's like in the local scene. Right. Um, which there's plenty of. It very mm -hmm. well could have been. But I, I think that Fiona is very relatable in that moment. It's not her job! To keep men with alcohol away from the car, she has just collected a very valuable asset. Please take care of this. She's like, get him away. I, I girl, she cannot yeah. do everything. She really, and even even when they're tracking Bond, who has to follow the blood? Fiona, is she the dog? I don't think so. What the fuck? Have you heard about this though, Colin? Uh, if you're in that big of a hurry and you're a filthy rich uh, criminal super spy, maybe just give the motherfucker fifty bucks and take the bottle. That's of food true. You, <laughs> <go>. <laughs> I, you can't just give him yeah, money. Yeah, that's. 
but so this man actually definitely has to be a plant because he's carrying liquor that immediately turns into a smoke bomb. Thank you. It's like, immediately it like catches on fire. What is the second? It like it doesn't just catch on fire. There's an explosion of smoke. Like what? No, that's that's. I'm sorry. That's not how anything does. People know what happens when that happens. Like it's no. It's very fifteen. It's been proven. Yep, proven. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Yeah, Bond. Bond gets out. (laughs) Then now it's time. Yeah, they murder these sharks. At first, I'm really glad they pointed this out because like Bond goes into this, like goes down there, and I was like Bond. Second, you put your face underneath that water. You're like, no, there's definitely a plane underneath here. But no, I was yeah, like, what why is did you have to yeah. go all the way? Yeah, what down? is that bucket doing? Hold it. Can I ask what the fuck is that bucket? Is it where is... you you put it through? <laughs> this is not me explaining. Are, are this you is me it out it? Okay. You put it through the surface. <laughs> and then what? And then the, what's the next part? Somehow, it, because you cut the surface, you can see. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Either way, oh, no. he goes down there. I don't know, but he goes down there. <laughs> now he get he goes down there to retrieve Domino's brother's things so he can manipulate oh, yeah. her later. Yeah. And I'm like, James was the dick not good enough that you could have just asked her to do this without being like, he killed your brother. Yes, it wasn't, but. Because uh, Domino's gonna be like, oh, look at me talking about love. It's like, James, put that shit away and be like, oh, well, if you're talking about love, can you do me a favor? Can you go on Marco's boat? And so he's like, yeah, bitch, your, your brother's dead. You're alone. You have nobody in the life. Even in that it's moment. Like, oh, she's strong as shit. She's like, he says, I want to be clear about something. He yeah. killed my brother. And by the way, fucking kill him. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that. Yeah, she stops everything. She's like, hey, I don't really care what happens. You need to look me in the eye and promise me you will murder Largo for this. Oh, yeah. And I was and like, that, she says, oh, oh, are you leaving? That was nice. Bye. She's she's not, like, crying about that. She cries justifiably so when her brother's murder is brought to her attention. Like, that, that to me was, like, great framing. Like, bond yeah. or no bond. She's, yeah. this fucker is dying. Which again, we'll get to later. Yeah, and I don't know how gadgets work. Wouldn't an actual Geiger thing just like in her pocket maybe be a more convenient? Uh, oh, can I please ask tool? that question? Now, why is there's it in so a camera? Much, there are so many mentions in. Is it just me, Thomas, or are there tons of mentions of Geiger counters in Bond? All movies? the time in Bond movies. Yeah. All the time. What is it? I'm so, I don't feel so stupid. Like, so and Bond, 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 do I know what a Geiger counter is? Yeah. What what, yeah, but, what is the oh it, it is it's supposed to register like radioactive activity around you basically yeah but, it, it measures like rads so or runkins or but they never the thing is, is it's always is. just a thing Bond pulls out on a watch yeah it's, that was my point it, it Bond's like sitting there use it for anything in this just, but it's like in, in reality the only thing it's like in this situation it kind of makes sense I guess because it's tracking radiation but i don't know that that's how that works i don't it know doesn't. If you, like, it like, doesn't it, actually work yeah. it needs to be like having already gone off like you could be like hey man yeah. is this place still irradiated from that bomb we set off over like yeah yeah that's also, why like our stockpiled weapons aren't like giving everyone cancer like yeah, yeah it worked and, as a plot device in one film dr no mm-hmm. yeah. my main like, issue doing nuclear shit with james bond is you have a watch on that has a Geiger counter right. on it that we, so why wouldn't she just be like, hey, can you just put this watch on or have this in your purse? 
you can use this. It's much more conspicuous no, he, than me giving you this big he, ass camera. He needs it. He needs it for the outfit. It kind of like without it, without the watch, the kind of whole thing falls apart, and it's it's part right. of the aesthetic. Yeah. So <laughs> they go back. Now we're getting to the the end of the movie, basically. Bond, and is like, hey, oh, this is this is the one thing about Domino that bugs me. Okay, this has been a smart, very intelligent, capable person the entire film. And then right before she leaves to go off with this camera, I was like, oh, by the way, I don't know if it matters or not, but there's a totally a place where Largo will never let a human being that's not a part of his group go. And there's like some stairs that lead over this canal. And there's like a, all this stuff down here. Maybe, and Bond's like, oh yeah, I think that might be the exact place I need to go for this plot to continue moving forward. And she's like, oh, maybe it's important after all. And I was just like, Domino, you would have told this motherfucker this shit a long time ago. Why would you just now be like, oh, but I almost forgot. <laughs> You need to be over here by this place. And uh, we're going to spread out all the guys, like, wetsuits just far enough away where James Bond can, like, kill one of the guys and nobody else will notice or hear or see anything. And why does James Bond's chops, like, take multiples on everybody in the world except the one dude at this river canal that he, like, judo chops one time? It's like, I'm dead. I'm going to roll around dead with my arms flailing this whole time. He had a condition. Yes, he had yeah. brittle bone syndrome. That's Thank you mistake. for acknowledging that, Kellum, first yeah, of all. Yeah. You know. yeah, um, yeah. But with Domino, I always thought she was talking about her grief because she only heard really about the bomb plot when James Bond tells her on the beach after they mysteriously have sex in the ocean, which I don't know. Thank you. Uh, Colin, yeah, thank you. I forgot to bring this up. Where those, those bubbles insinuate that they fuck. And I just want to know that's, how. That's how, Sway? How? I know you have a breather there. Look, I I went no, to Florida. You can turn them around. There, You can go animal style, like the fries or whatever. I'm I mean, just saying, yeah. you're in seawater. Listen. I'm not trying to be crude or rude, but nobody wants seawater up their orifices, okay? And secondly, how? What do you do, y'all? I don't mind the tanks being on. It's phys It's physically possible. I'm just saying I don't know that it's possible. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, how yeah. could it could it happen? Be pleasurable because yeah, there's exactly. So I mean, I could bear. What I was gonna say without being TMI is my my partner at the time. We were in Florida. We went with one of Kellum and my mutual friends, Kelsey, for a few days. I said, I'm here for a couple of days. We have to do something on this beach at night. So I'm going to say it was hard. And we were, I don't know, ankle deep. I don't know how, because there's so many factors already. Wind resistance, uh, surf, wildlife, sand, which we don't need yeah. to refer to anakin to get around the mm -hmm. sand problem sand is not just on the beach it's also in the water it's gonna find its way up your coochie cooch so i do not know how this is possible i don't it's, no it's I, one of those things that seems like romanticized like oh it's like no that's the no fuck it no absolutely not. i think i think realistically yeah. they just like did some, oh, you, I'll let you touch it if you, if you can touch it. Like, they just, they just oh, okay. trained off handy stuff. They were like, oh, yeah. oh, ooh. And then she was like, oh, that's what it feels like. And they got, like, wouldn't it make more okay. sense for them to just, like, where they were sitting two fucking minutes later when Vargas rolls up and S. Colin brought up James Bond, like, murders this man from the back of his head? It's like, y'all could have had sex in that beach on those towels y'all are laying on. Why are you? There was every opportunity, every. It was, else. it's weird. But yeah. <laughs> I do like this point you brought up, Colin. 
Because when James Bond kills Vargas, it's like he shoots the harpoon before his head turns over on to like see where Vargas yeah. is even at. Did I? Yeah. He's just like, what? His alien eyes. Yeah, they they they're on stocks. I think that is one of the coolest kills. I don't yeah. know why. It just it it's it's because there's no uh, build up. It's just so it's it's as if um like when I at my job have to make copies. Oh, I thought you were gonna say I have to kill people. <laughs> You know, it's just it's just taking out the garbage. When I take yeah. out the when I cater, you know, I have to clean the kitchen. That's James Bond cleaning the fucking kitchen. <laughs> Love it. Love yeah. it. And also that line of dialogue is one of the better. It's not Shakespeare, but it's one of the better one-liners that I think Connery has in this movie because oh, I think, he actually I think he has an audience. Yeah. yeah, he's like, I think you got the point. Because he's he's he does have a purpose in saying it because there's this person that he's you know in cahoots with she's just found out her brother's dead so a little bit of levity after he's just murdered someone that she doesn't like but she does know maybe a little helpful i, I ha this is so this is the thing though so james infiltrates largo's thing yeah largo somehow recognizes james bond with the fucking breather and a mask yeah they what, go to this, what the fuck because like yeah they go to the secret Kyle? bunker thing yeah they go to the secret bunker thing where the Bonds being held. Largo like comes by with like a brief second with a flare and was like, "Wait, let me look at you some more." Like clearly from like in this dark cavernous like cave that we're in, trying to move these bombs yeah. with the faintest of shadow. I'm gonna be like, "That's James fucking Bond," and then somehow is able to communicate where there is no sound to everybody in the room. Like, "Hey, that's the motherfucker, right? That's James Bond. Kill that guy." Yeah. Nobody should be. It should just be you and him now swimming at each other, and everybody else is like, "What are y'all doing?" Because you can't yeah. communicate. What's like? What did Kyle do? Why is Largo being so weird to Kyle? Like, it's, yeah, exactly. People use, people make fun of Bond all the time, and quite frankly, I understand. It's moments like this. It's moments like Bond being at a spa where all of the villains go to take their bats. Yeah, things just happen because the plot needs them to happen, and yeah. they were written by a man in British intelligence who, by all accounts, is not, you know, James Joyce. The stuff is good, you know, but it's style over substance. He was a lot better at Ian Fleming was a lot better at creating interesting worlds, characters and style with stuff that was just fun to read as opposed to these. Oh, my God, what a an intricate plot. You know, <laughs> they're not intricate plots, even in the books. So I want to say, though, I am very happy about the fact that Bond gets trapped in this fucking thing. Like, it is hilarious. Now, why? All of a sudden, there's a fucking like cave hole path that you can come get into and like hang out in. But this is when the movie ends for me, uh, like in terms mm -hmm. of because like we're we're literally hey, sitting here. Moment, but... Yeah, we're we're sitting here with James, who's just like hanging out, waiting. And Felix is like looking around, like ah, it's a good thing he swallowed that tracking device earlier, and it's still working because we can get him here. Place. And then they, yeah. I'm like. What? And then yeah, how does any how does any of this scene work? Or he's like he he shoots up a flare. Now Felix does not see him shoot up the flare. He sees a flare. A flare. He's like, oh, it's not where he there. shot it from. And he's like, no, he's right there. And just immediately goes to where he is. And it's takes Bond's him favorite color. Yeah, yeah. Color I can smell him. Yeah, it's I can weird, smell him. I can forgive that. It's just that's where like everything dies because we have to like stop while Bond gets rescued because he like is trapped. Then. What would have been better for me? Listen, hear me out, guys. How what would 
have been better is if James Bond sat out the entire rest of this movie. He was just in there like fuck, and I mean, was just like out almost of the rest could of it. have. He, and the rest of this movie else of consequence. Yeah. Then, yeah. uh, but then you have I don't the the thought of this that kept making me chuckle because they have so many dudes jump out of a helicopter with scuba tanks and flippers and gear on and parachutes and like machine harpoons or something and like jump into this water and they're like all right we went from the air like we are airborne rangers now we're scuba rangers let's get in it let's yeah, go gi joe shit. battle this reminds now, this me is, of the space fight in moonraker is what this it is, is. No, this that's is, what it is this is yeah. the underwater fight and it yeah. is wonderful my main thought too is what do you think the excuse was largo gave for hey i need you to put harpoons and shit like all throughout this like underwater uh carrier thing was so he did he say in case i run into sharks or wildlife and i need to shoot them or was he like no nah, i'm this is definitely for people like if people yeah, are in my this, way i want to shoot them this is my murder machine that he gets from murder see do yeah well it's never well, it was... really all that clear how largo has as many resources as he does well he's yeah. number two they do a little better job of it in goldfinger because he's this really connected businessman who's been trading for years and years and years and has accumulated this wealth and i know that he has you know largo has a huge house so we can assume he has a lot of money he works for he's number two you know mm -hmm. in a huge criminal organization but yeah it's a little it's a little weird i don't think yeah. it's explained at it's all it's fine it's just funny that they have this but i love the battle it's also silly like no i don't no, they try their best to make it look cool, but there's just something inherently silly about underwater fighting. There is a there is at one point a shot that is like meant to be like a a slightly larger of of the deaths, where it's a man who is holding a harpoon and acting like it went into his palm, I suppose, and he's like, oh shit, well, you like can't. He's, he's thrashing. And it's like I it's either it's supposed to be that it went into his like torso, but it, it at no point is touching his torso. It's only touching his hand, which again, I understand that it's the the realities of it, but it just seems goofy. Well, the it way is. it's staged is the problem because yeah. it's staged like the spy who loved me fight, which is bullets on land. Mm. That fight is fucking awesome on the villain's uh big tanker. I think that you know it it really should have been more of a hide and cover duck and cover shoot with fewer people because you can't really unless you're aquaman and you have james wan's you know cgi yeah you can't really up pace beats underwater which is what they clearly wanted to do and that's why you're sort of the music kind of disrupts the scene because you're the music is telling you that it's the spy who loved me I know that movie hadn't come out yet, but it, it, it's, telling you it's a it's a fight scene on land, and your body is going, no, it's not. Yeah, and it, at one point I'm like, it's how long has this been going on for? Like long. there is a, a moment like this is the fight is far too, too much long. of this. Just far to be clear, long. we watched the same person <laughs> die multiple so, times across yeah, like the board 86 on both times. times. So. Yeah. And then, yeah, then James, but it is cool. It's really cool to look at, it. and for the time, um, people were losing their minds. Uh, sure. speaking of losing their minds, we already went through it earlier when like James broke into the but like, how funny is it? I'm pe sure people freaked out at the time, but like when James was like trying to swim out of uh, Largo's place and they let the sharks in, how funny is it when like Sean Connery is like just sitting there like in the obvious like there's a big ass piece of glass between him and that shark? Yes, that, swims by. Yeah, <laughs> that, like, that was so funny. Yeah. He's yeah. Like, Connery 
nearly quit being bond in that moment and you can see you can see the change because as far as i can tell he was having a good time being bond until this movie and you see it change it is captured on film when he goes you know what i might be done with this bond thing this might be bullshit yeah Yeah. but uh yeah they get bond gets on largo's boat largo ties up domino and it's like i found your counter nah see we're gonna be doing this stuff and it's like okay we're getting done this movie who fuck cares now we got gigantic battleships coming out we're all chasing down largo's yacht then he abandons like 70 percent of his people it's like go on a dinghy boat that like breaks off from his yacht and i was like again how much does this cost I was yeah, like, the no, Enterprise I... separates into the battle also, disc. Yeah, this is very, very, very important. The second that my boss abandons me and like creates a smaller ship part that he's in the girl, I'm not yeah. fighting the cops anymore. Why do you have a turret I'm immediately in this boat? Do- Thank you. And why are y'all, y'all have been abandoned? Why are you still fighting? Like, also, like, oh no, we're, we surrender immediately. That turret is, and the machinery that pulls it out is so huge that it took up like the entire part of the boat that he got rid of. You could just not had that. Like it's, it's not. It's weird, but it's, it's whatever. I want to talk about this. Is like Colin said. Basically, Bond's fighting like seventeen dudes, kills everybody in there except Largo. Then Largo gets shot in the back with a harpoon yeah you know and domino gets her revenge which i was very happy for very cool but i don't this is the best part of the movie coming up here and i have to talk yes. about it so continue. the sped up green screen like what like i don't it's just the wild like yeah. the, the boat just yes. like going a thousand miles an yes. hour while like being here i was well, like what <laughs> yes that but that's not what i mean what, what i mean? mean is this individual who has helped Free oh, Domino. Oh. That, <laughs> they leave him behind. Non-character character swim, that cannot swim. And it's like n- never a better time to learn. Gives him a life ring, and then they jump in, and this man apparently immediately drowns because one, they don't, they don't even look for him. They don't. There's no like getting him in the thing. They take off. We're not meant to care at all. I have to think assume- they totally fucking forgot. To like have like that they were doing like pickups and you like, think Bond's I'm- letting that in the raft when exactly. he's got Domino? He, I mean, talk about casting a man that looks like yeah. the ultimate buzzkill. He looks like somebody's math teacher that's been yeah. it way too long. He well, yeah. is. I mean, you're not getting hard when that by man Bond is- standards. Bond's yeah. like, I left the raft for you. You can swim over there, and then I left like 73 yeah. dudes in the water yeah. right no, by you. That, so that you, man, we get a get wide you. shot of the ocean right there. He's dead. He's not it's there dead. at all. He's nowhere. He's, there's miles that we've seen that man's gone. What about him? He was, Immediately. It's, it's hilarious. Immediately. It's hilarious. But I will be honest with you, Kel, this, watching it this time was the first time I noticed that that guy like, was like, I, absolutely I lost fucking nowhere. I fully lost it when I saw it, when I noticed. I was like, wait, wait. Wait, I kept like expecting like that, like okay, like the credits are starting, it's gonna like go to him, like going up on like the beach. No, no, and no. the best part is like that they come by and you think for a second, okay, they're gonna like drag the lifeboat with the plane and like he'll they'll pick him up on the way or something. And it's like no, no James Murray is like opportunity. in the air, like just yeah. gone. The every after credit sequence, yeah. if the movie was made today, would be yeah. that guy paddling to shore or yeah, you know, him it, picking him be, up personally. It'd be it would literally be like Blofeld showing up and being like, "Hey man, 
you need yeah. a job and he's like fuck this yes this motherfucker abandoned story. me yeah. like absolutely let's go yeah. murder james bond like, holy shit yeah no that was that oh, was that was choice yeah. this is a one a wild wonderful fun yeah poor guy no no this man helped largo to do this bomb and then when he realized they were losing was he like i threw the remote to arm the bomb in the ocean so it's never going to be a problem anymore except for when he crashes this boat and this but a nuclear need- bomb blows up and it's like wait hold on time out are you trying to tell me that y'all just had a nuclear explosion in the caribbean and it's, it's fine be a- <laughs> it's fine don't worry about it don't worry about it hey why are you being weird don't worry about it but you know i gotta need- assume if your uh-huh. actions, even if they were reprehensible before, lead to the death of future Hitler, maybe future Hitler, if a few things align, it should be considered. You should probably not drown in the middle of the Caribbean. Hear, but... hear, hear me out on this. I will be like, I'm going to give you 20 minutes in the pool with those sharks. <laughs> and then you, if you get out, you can, you can, you're free to go. Because... So your bond meets the Punisher. I'm not Bond meets the Punisher. I am an American citizen, and I believe in justice. Oh, so that's worse. That's worse than so both of I was, Honestly, I'll be honest with you. What I would do is I would be like, oh, yeah, man, thanks. You're real solid. And then charge him to the fullest extent of the law for the crimes he committed and be like, hey, dude, I didn't murder yeah. you. You, saw, I'm James Bond. You saw me kill 100 people before I got to Again, you. Again, if he had made a decision here, if he had been like, no, fuck this guy, he every part of this movie forgets this man ever existed the moment they jump in that's the thing that i lose it with like it's so I, funny i assume though because you don't you're right though kelly you don't see like the float ring be put around him bond puts it in his hands then pushes this dude off a boat going a he thousand dies. miles an hour he he, dies. he he loses that ring and just sinks to the bottom or, of the ocean. He yeah he, when, when he was like go underwater like he either got hit with a piece of shrapnel or he just drowned then. Like it's there's no the evil he like, came he, back they pushed him off the boat and he oh he woke up in Narnia. He was like, What the fuck just happened? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was Jesus. wild. But thank you everybody just, for listening. I was just uh, thinking if the if they did a, a remake of James Bond, it really should be licensed to should be licensed to arrest. Yeah, license to kill, and the whole the whole idea is that he's he's Bond in reverse, so he's the most conscientious man. You know, he's always asking about people's feelings. Yeah, never yeah. has a drink. You know, he's he's just like a super chill like that dude. man. Like you said, yeah. every time he comes upon a villain, he's like, "It's time for me to read you your rights." And then <laughs> yeah. I'll take you in, right? Nicely. Listen to me. Yeah, I want you to first. Think about the repercussions for the things right. that you have done. Other people have feelings. <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's uh, yeah, that's yeah. a modern license, bond. License to confront. That's 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 license a, to confront. Want. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Confront him. Yeah. It's so yeah. <laughs> confront him. It is, no, it's like Stop license it. to cancel. License to cancel. He walks. I'm sorry, sir. You're canceled. Yeah. Here's the License card. to cancel. Oh my God. There we go. We found These it. Are all we found great it. stuff. MGM. Yeah. Hello. Yep. Hey. Yeah. Listen. I mean, you know. Look, Metro send, uh, Goodwin Mayor. Listen to me right now. I don't know what Goodwin's doing, but Metro and Mayor, y'all always been on point. Come sponsor this podcast. Give us some money. We could always use it. You know. Well, we I don't know about that G in the middle, but that M and that M. American. 
much like a candy that yeah. melts in your mouth and not in your hand. Can we talk about that first? Like Wait. we tell we're talking about slogans earlier. Never forget Eminem's slogan is "melts in your mouth, not in your hand." Yeah. And I'm How are like, you eating Eminem's? <laughs> <laughs> I have to ask this question. How and also. Has that ever happened to anyone that you put an Eminem in your mouth and the whole thing melted? Then <laughs> that's like it's, it doesn't mean anything. It's that's nothing. how James Bond eats Eminems because he's a sociopath. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. and then he stares at you. Yeah. There's Just one scene where he gets off. punched. He gets like an uppercut, and he like then loses his mind because he bit down on an M&M that he had in his mouth since 1933. He's been just waiting to. And mess. that's how Spectre recognizes each other. They don't have yeah. rings. They have M&Ms. It goes like, "Oh, you yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've been sucking on this Perfectly all day, Mister Bond. Time to die." <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ! Yeah, yeah. Wait. That's a uh, oh. favorite Bond girl. In this film, not of all time. In this film, well, it's got to be. It's got to be Fiona. I mean, Domino. I loved. I love Domino. She's made it on some of my I, my list changes. She's made it on my top ten list. I just really love them both. That's so fucking hard. I know that's the point. That's why I asked. I, I think yeah, I'm that go with Fiona. Based yeah, on I think Fiona is the more interesting. I agree. Like, the, like character-wise, I think that there's a lot more to Fiona. Um, I mean, I would watch a Fiona movie. Yeah, I, I think that that objectively, Fiona is a better character. Um, I, yes. I think that you know, Domina's great. Um, you know, she's like you know the altruistic Bond girl here. Um, but I, I think that uh, there's there's just so much more like yeah. depth. To the character of Fiona than there is to Domino. Well, I agree with everything you're saying. Fiona stands the test of time. She, oh, yeah. the fact that you can, she's not, you know, you don't look at Xenia. You mentioned her earlier and go, wow, thank goodness we really adapted. I mean, they're not leagues apart. They're in the same. That's true. Class. They're yeah. in the same ballpark. But let's be honest, plenty of tool, you know, pussy galore. There's a lot of Jesus others that are out here just Christ. really killing like, it. I just, I, I, I would. To see the first first person who read these names, it's like, hey, hey, are you fucking serious right now? It's just, well, these, hey, are are, these aren't these are the ones that aren't bad. Weirdly, right? No, Is yeah. there no, that's Tom the thing. Domino that I don't know. No, no, no so Domino. The reason why I like Domino, but Plenty O'Toole and Plenty O'Toole uh, is <laughs> yes, yeah, 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 pussy galore, like. So the reason yeah, why me, I like yeah. Domino just that little bit more than Fiona, I, everything that y'all said is objectively true. I like a no-nonsense gal. The second this doc untied Fiona, she grabbed a harpoon and shot Largo. There was no hesitation. Mm, there was fair. no, let me play around with this person. Let's have fun. That was her fun. She shot Largo and was like, that was awesome. Hey, James, she's, I'm so glad I got to kill him. And I would have been like, oh, you're getting yep. so, I so also much I don't know how there. I know that okay. this, but I feel like you and her circa then, I feel like y'all would have good chemistry. I could. Oh, I, I think. I, could... I think so because I am definitely all about murdering people who hurt my family. So I would very much yeah. get along with this. You know, like I think Kel would be like, "We should call the police," and I'd be like, "We should roll six deep over their house." What are you talking about? Because I'm all roll. about vengeance. Yeah. You know, I am the knight. Never forget. Okay, <laughs> that's all I got to say. Yeah. But thank you, everybody. Jesus thank you for Christ. listening. You know, we got through it. We all figured out, like always. We all, this is always a great podcast. Who knew that we would discover that. James Bond is Jesus Christ. Who knew that we yeah, would have found out many facets? Yeah, the, the many important factors that go behind everything. Who the knew? infinity lens that is James Bond. Who knew that we would be sitting here having a discussion 
about the benefits of Fiona, a person who whose you know boyfriend doesn't know, or Domino, a game that people like to play in the hood. If you would like to come reach out to us, do anything like that, Callum's going to give you all those juicy deets like we do every week. But this week, you know what? Since we have Colin here and Colin's not always present, I'm going to let Colin be witness to me tearing y'all a new one. Fucking review this goddamn podcast, okay? I don't know how many times I have to go through this with you. If you listen to us on a regular basis and you have not reviewed this podcast, I want you to know that like Kellum said earlier, I will personally fly to your house, okay? And I will hurt you physically, mentally, and emotionally. The easiest way to avoid this, okay, okay is for Kellum, you he's the night. to pull he's out night. your he's phone. Night. He's the night, right? Okay? He's the night, yeah. You're gonna pull out your phone. You're gonna click on this podcast. You're gonna go to this right there that says review this podcast. You're gonna click that review button. You can type out literally... I was threatened with my life. This podcast is fucking great. Five stars. And that's all you have to do, okay? How difficult is that to do, okay? Just put in there, disclaimer, I was threatened with bodily harm. I love this podcast. It's awesome. Because the clientele I want to go for are the people that would find that fucking hilarious. Your Honor, so I, need- I think if you look, my client, you'll see that my client is the knight. So I think I think Literally, case I am vengeance. I am the knight. We've established yeah. this. You will, you, there's, it's a sh- open and shut case. They'll go, oh, he is the knight and He's close that case Christ. right back. And if you confront like, him, <laughs> it's like, confront him, <laughs> do it. Yeah. Like to confront me. You can always direct your confrontations to the review section of this podcast. Okay. All your confrontations will be met swiftly and answered correctly. I don't, in I don't that encourage that. Platform. I don't want that. I don't want now, to do that. If you want to reach out to me, feel free. I'm on Twitter at Stimpy as King, you know, it's the same every week. You can also find me and my brothers doing our thing over at Simpson Name Easy. You know, same rules apply for reviewing that podcast. Just listen to what I said again, but assume it's about this, that one. Everything else, Callum, Colin, y'all can jump in, do your thing, let everybody know everything. Well, before we go, I had one more question. It's a two-pronged question. Is that allowed? Absolutely. Absolutely. What do y'all want from Bond? We've now said goodbye. A vagina. I want uh, LaShawna Lynch to be James Bond in this next movie's movie. That would be the ideal. I mean, I do like I. I would like a a tonal shift. Um, I I I don't really. I'm not like attached to what that looks like. Um, be it like a a switch in like, uh, you know, nationality or or gender or tone. Like I I I think that. Like, don't get me wrong. There's something nice about there being like a standard, like, oh yeah, it's a movie where he punch and shoot and fuck. I get it. But I think that doing like, I don't know, man. Let's just let's let's reinvent the wheel here. Give me, Hell, give me something we haven't had. I know what you want. You it's want musical. You need James Bond to be 10 years old, wear a top hat, and share okay. juice boxes. James Bond Jr. James Bond Jr. That's what I want. That's actually <laughs> so then we can have then we can have Tom Holland. Then we can have Tom Holland be James Bond. Tom Holland. He already yeah. played James Bond Jr. in Uncharted now. And then my second question. Does Thunderball hold up for a modern audience? Oh, absolutely. If a modern audience understands that they can get past the racism, if you can just move past the racism, then you can get through any movie from the 60s. I think that that's what people should look at. You know, no. In all seriousness, I think this is solid. It's not as good as From Russia With Love or Dr. No. Or, you know, Goldfinger. But it is still good. And there is much less 
Like, I feel like Kel would have a better viewpoint on it, but I feel like the only major issue I find within the whole film is, in fact, the, uh, oh, well, I'll tell your boss if you don't come in this office right now. That's the only sequence that's like, ooh, I have a question about this in today's mindset. But everything else, I'm like, that's fine. Like, I'd say no less than any of the other, like, further back reaching James Bond films. Um, I think in terms of like movie movie, uh, it's good. It's a good time. There are some wacky things about it, but those are the things I enjoy about it. I was tempted to say, Hey, let's do the original casino Royale when we, uh, when we were picking movies here, just because that's my favorite kind of James Bond movie um, is one where it's like, this is objectively terrible and what's happening. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously there's 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 issues, but there is look back at this time and like not saying that there's a, like, oh, this means it's fine. But that's that was that was how it was. If you were not a white, a straight white man, things weren't cool. So, I mean, in, in those in that context, uh, yeah, I think it holds up just about as well as uh, as any of the other films. Thank you. all I am on this pod because I love you and I love your voices. And I was really curious. Uh, Queer underscore two underscore queer. Follow us there. Everything else is a jumping off point. We're reconstructing our website at present. So my blogs are unfindable. Not even James Bond with a Gager counter could find it. So mm. I would like to say, just because we I feel disrespectful. Molly Peters played Patricia. That's Spa Girl. She's a real person. I just think the character wasn't developed very much and doesn't qualify as a true Bond girl. 100%. But you are a real person Thomas, and you that are would be, in this movie. That'd be in, literally insane if you were like, I think that this person didn't gestate in the womb long enough. They're not fully developed. For the person I, who needed that clarification who's listening, please reach yeah, out. Yeah. Need to help yeah it's, I it's, don't know if you know this, but Molly Peters, great, great granddaughter, listens to our podcast every week and was, and was livid that we were not doing disrespect like that. So it was like, okay, well, I'm sorry. Right, well, that's, that's... So I wanted to amend that. She, you know, she like, was preemptively work. livid. She knew exactly. She knew what you were going to say. She knows you. She knows. Oh, exactly. let's make a for the next Bond movie we do. Let me know when that is. I want to make a list of the Nepo Bond babies because there's mm. Roger Moore's daughter randomly is on the plane and die another day. I bet there's more of that. Yeah, probably. Oh, I bet you there is, you know, nothing but that. But, you know... <laughs> I think that's that all it is, is how Hollywood works. It's like, hey, there's man, is your kid, uh, can your kid and their friend yeah. be like in the background for this shot right here? Hey, can... <laughs> like, that's all it is, you know? Yeah. Oh, you need a baby for this scene? My wife gave birth like last week. Hold on, let me go get them. Yeah. Cheap as hell, man. <laughs> it's it's just, uh, you know, it's a family store. Also, did all you right. know that Felix Slider, the actor's name is Rick Van Nutter? His last name oh, is man. Van Nutter. Rick you Van chose Lutter. that. That is a, that is a, a choice. Nice crew with Desmond yeah. Llewellyn for sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's Rick it's R I K by the uh... way. It's Rick R I K. There is no C in that Rick. It's R I K Van Nutter. So he um, is that... a porn star. Uh, so he's definitely. He comes across like that. I'm gonna say he's not my favorite Felix. Yeah. I have several other Felixes. Um, the most recent and the first are my two favorites. He does kind of seem like a porn actor put in a real movie. I did when before it had been revealed that was Felix Leitner. I was like, who is this Roy Orbison motherfucker who is just like staring at him the entire time? Right. Yeah. If but, it uh, makes you feel better, everything looks good. That's the beginning of a porn. What the it's fuck? the only yeah, time. The is that? It's the only time that he plays Felix Leitner. And 
He's in some some real weird movies as I look at this. <laughs> so I'm in like <laughs> like some real weird. He's a specific energy. You don't put him into yeah. your doubts. There's, that's not your... a. He's not a multi tool. He okay. is a yeah. Oh man, he's a size eight hex ramp. Sorry, Rick. We were about to close yeah, the podcast. Je- yeah, Jesus Christ. Why are we? Why are we just like absolutely flaming Sorry. Rick here? All right. Yeah, I might have been uh, mean to Molly, but Rick, fuck off. No. <laughs> that's how it yeah. works. Jesus Christ. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us for another episode of Unqualified Observers. We've loved having you guys by the studio. It's always a wonderful time with the family around. Uh, If you would be so kind, as Thomas said, uh, you know, very uh, dispassionately, uh, to rate and especially review the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. This is a great way to get us in front of new listeners, expand the audience, and uh, allow us to do new fun stuff for y'all. Uh, If you want to rate us within the app for Spotify, it's very easy. If you go to our podcast right underneath the description, there's a little button and you can tap it and give us the appropriate number of stars you think we've earned here with you. Um, And that again, we, we really appreciate that. Uh, Next time, if you would like to join us for our father's day journey, I suppose we are going to be watching knocked up, I guess is the movie. Yeah. Um, I gave Kel a bunch are... of uh, off center options and that was the one Kel wanted to do. So yeah, it was, do it was, it was, I didn't really want to do field of dreams. So uh, we went with the, uh, we went with this. Uh, it was, I'm going to be real with y'all. It was between this and head of state. Uh, so I, I decided that this would be oh. probably, I feel like I'm going to watch head of state and there's going to be something upsetting there, uh, <laughs> that I just didn't notice at the time. Or you could um, watch but, Rick's uh, version of that movie, which is give head of state. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Head of mm-hmm. Rick. Yeah. 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 A, <laughs> yeah. Rick of state. There's, there, there's, there's many versions of it. So many. Um, but you can watch that on max. Uh, you can watch it on YouTube. You can watch it on Amazon. Uh, but now, but yeah, between now and next. Check it out, and we'll be back here to talk about it. If during that watch you come up with any questions, you're like, "Hey, you know what? Uh, what is the the shared universe between this and the Police Academy movies?" Um, then please write that in. Uh, I've got a lot to say about the the subject, uh, and we can talk about it here on the show. Uh, I'm not. You're not just going to get that for free, though. You're not going to get that for nothing. You've got to ask me. Um, so. Uh, if you would like to do that, you can do so by contacting us at Instagram at Unqualified Observers on Twitter at ObserveCast, or you can email us at UnqualifiedObservers at gmail.com. All great ways to reach out to us. Uh, you can, you know, just drop us a line, talk about films, uh, send us questions about current movies that we've just done, about movies you'd like us to do, uh, whatever really, uh, you know, suits your fancy. If you'd like to follow me, you can do so at all social media platforms at Cool Gollum, except on Twitter at Cool underscore Gollum until my feud with Aaron ends. Uh, Until that time, that is where you can find me. All right. Well, thank you very much to Colin for joining us once again. Thank you. Always love having you. I have one more piece of advice for you on your for your podcast on Knocked Up. It's a because (laughs) you use this buzzword. It's not a buzzword. It's just a really cool vocab word. Judy Dench uses it in Casino Royale, so I'm going to give you the line. I want you to take your ego out of the equation and to judge the situation dispassionately. Oh, yes. Okay. All right. So that's our, that's, our, that's our mission statement for the next episode. You've heard it here first, folks. All right. Well, thank you once again for joining us. 
and apologies to Rick Van Nutter. As always, <laughs> tell him. God damn it. You're supposed to just roll with it. You're supposed to just have the energy and go with it. I was just That's thinking good. in my head. Yeah. I was just like, that's such a terrible last name, Nut Her. I was like, come on, Rick. You could have done better. God you damn it. This- God, I'm trying to apologize to the man. We can't keep doing this. He doesn't deserve this. All right. All right. Keep it together. Keep it together. Get ready, right. Sean Biggerstaff. We're coming for you when we do Harry Potter. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. God damn it. All right. Long roads since uh, Die Hard last week. As always, I'm Kellum. And I'm Thomas. And we don't know anything. Fuck. Fuck.